What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 102. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk. Back from vacation, and with me, as always, in a, you know, problem-free stream, hopefully, is my good friend, what's up, dude? Leroy Winkins, reporting yes. for duty. Leroy Winkins in the house. So, uh... <laughs> yeah, we've had that... some issues over at the uh, Shattered Order operation. Um, uh, yeah, I know you and I both. So, if you don't know already, the Shattered Order, we have a policy where if you post your raid damage early, you have to change your Discord name and add Leroy in some way into your name. So, I am currently Leroy Winkins, and <laughs> my fellow co-host is of course good night Leroy because we have both screwed up raids in the past week Um, I I just want to say that these were not egregious errors it was only four (laughs) minutes for me four minutes early so I wasn't too terrible I wasn't like six hours early but I mean still that's true it's if someone was trying to jump in at the last second (laughs) then you know they would get screwed so yeah I think for me, it was like five minutes. I hit auto basic rather than auto on phase three of the heroic AAT and my team got wiped out. Not that that was, that was your, uh, your mess up there. I remember that, but, uh, yeah. So let's just say shattered order represents house Jenkins. So there's that. (laughs) No doubt. Yeah. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Anyways. So, uh, what's going on this week? Because I tell you what I've been doing. You know what? You say what this first thing on your list here is, because I'm going to talk about it here for a second. Awesome. You're probably way more excited about it than I am. Most people are going to be way more excited about it than I am. But I am still excited nonetheless. Because the United States will be hosting, was it the 2026 World Cup? Like, that is absolutely awesome. I'm really stoked for it. I'm not even that big of a soccer fan, but this is just absolutely awesome. Uh, I was looking at the the map and everything, and there's going to be some games played in Dallas, which is just a few hours from me. So I think I'm probably going to try to go to one whenever that comes around. That's pretty awesome. And you know what the best part of uh, the World Cup being in the U.S. is? What? The host country automatically qualifies. 
Do they really? I did not know that. <laughs> so, so no, unlike this year where the U.S. is not in it, we will be in that one. So, no ifs, ands, or busts. We'll be in that one. So, huh? I won't have to be rooting for the uh, for England in the, the World Cup that year. But for now, all England. You know, my grandpa was born there, <laughs> so that's 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 who I'm going for. Nice, but. It's it's kind of crazy and obnoxious that you know since it's on the other side of the world, all the games are start at like six a.m. and the last one starts at like eleven a.m. So it makes it kind of hard to watch. But soccer yeah. in the morning is good. And you know what? Here's the thing. This is what I discovered last World Cup because I never really watched soccer. But the best part about soccer is there are no commercials. They will do go an entire half of the game. Because the game does not stop without commercials. So the only commercials are at the halftime, and then you go another half without commercials. No, they'll split screen it. They'll move it into like a mini screen, and then they'll have a commercial overlaid like on the corner of the screen. Kind of like they do, like they did this past year in the NFL, how they would have, you know, like most of the game, you'd be seeing the huddle or whatever, and then you'd see a commercial. I bet they still do that. I have not seen that. All I know is that. The the action the this is the, this is why I enjoyed it last time the World Cup was on because it was nonstop action the entire time so I didn't have to watch a stupid Downey commercial or something like that it was great but that, I'm excited for the World Cup awesome. and hopefully other people do uh, other people are too interesting and I have no idea what this next point you have written here is so I this is just completely random this is Wink's random thought of the week. So today I was, no, actually when today was yesterday, I was at work. I was uh, working on a bathroom, replacing some tile and cleaning, whatever. And there were some flies in the window and I had a shop vac. And naturally, my instinct is just suck up the flies in the vacuum cleaner. But as I'm doing this, I have a thought. Oh my the God. vacuum cleaner is basically a tractor beam for flies. And I was like, hey, this is actually kind of Star Wars related. So I just thought I would share that. But the more exciting... what do, You feel like... Uh, it looks like you want to say something. Yeah. yeah. I, I just... Tractor Beam to me always makes me think of Star Trek, not Star Wars. I don't know. But then really? when, when I... When I was holding my tongue, I thought, you know what? That's how they pulled in the uh, Karelian Falcon. Corvette in the, in the Falcon. And that, yeah. You know. So, yeah. whatever, you know. Anyways, anyways continue. <laughs> so, uh, we had an incident this week that would be really funny to share, I thought. Uh, I posted about it on Discord. So, oh, the God. Beagle Squadron <laughs> has now been renamed the Beagle Death Squadron because oh. I-, I came home, I went into the backyard, and playing with the Beagles, they're all excited, I'm excited, Kind of started looking around. I see something on the ground. I'm like, what in the world is that? And I get a little bit closer, and what kind of looks like the head of a rat. And uh, get even closer, (laughs) and then I confirm that it is most definitely just the head of a rat. And I start looking around, and then about three feet away, there's the body. So, uh, yeah, the beagles had found a rat, and they had literally torn it apart. That is my favorite part of that picture you posted, even though you're like, not safe for work or whatever you put on it, is that it was like cropped in a way that it was like super thin 
like width-wise, but really long height-wise. So I like yeah. I had to scroll on my phone. Like like I saw the body of this mouse, and then I had to scroll down. <laughs> I, I had to scroll. I probably had to lift my finger and scroll three times before I got to the bottom where the head was. It was yeah. It, it was it made, it added to the effect. It was pretty hilarious. Yeah, it was good stuff. Well, <laughs> the, so are they now the Beagle Special Forces Death Squadron? Kind of like the uh, uh, First Order there? Hmm. That That's interesting. <laughs> I, I, they might be. Uh, I don't know. Uh, rat or... <laughs> rat. R- rat Hunt Squad? I, I don't know. Well, <laughs> if you guys come up with any great names for the Beagle Squadron after this incident, please let me know. But as this is my now, favorite part of the podcast is outsourcing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for like sure. someone else come up with it and it'll be amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this next thing. Hey, guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? You've been really excited, like. You've been holding this for a while, so the floor is yours. Bro, we talked about this, and we mentioned it, I think, on episode 100, and uh, how about a month ago, I really wanted to buy Bosk. I just wanted to buy someone, a new character, and have a new, fresh character that was no one else really had to play with before everyone else, and just kind of whale out for the first time ever, right? Well, I never bought Bosk. But when Ness came up and we all talked about how awesome they were going to be, um, I or uh, awesome she was going to be, I just went ahead and pulled the trigger and I bought Nest, right? Because mm-hmm. I've been focusing on Arena a lot lately. It's a, something that's been fun for me. And I really wanted to find a way to build a team and get into a spot where I could uh, make the jump from top 75 to, you know, top closer to the top area. Well, anyway, so I, I ended up buying Nest at 7-star, which I do not regret at all. Ooh. She is amazing. I love yeah. this character. Not only with the AoE days, with the turn meter removal right off the bat in a match... Her second special, or her first special, with the days and the high damage, uh, the all the, of the the exposes on her basic with all the uh, what do you want to call it um, counters with exposes, which oh, are yep. perfect for my team because I am now running a Rex Wampa Nest Thrawn General Kenobi team, right? So the exposes are always out there perfectly set up mm-hmm. if they're on the right character for Wampa to A, Womp, and B, for him to stun whoever it is that Nest put that expose on. And before I continue with my thought, I just want to throw show something on the stream. I'm sorry to everyone listening to the podcast. You won't be able to see this. But I went up and I hung out with one of my buddies from our guild this week when I was in <laughs> L.A. at Disneyland. And you got to see this awesome desk toy that I now have, right? I don't know if you can see that. <laughs> That's a Wampa, circa, you know, 80s, 90s. I don't even know. But 
<laughs> freaking amazing. It's awesome. You're going to have to post a picture of it on Discord so those who are not watching on Twitch can actually go on there and check it out. Genius. I'm going to do that after the podcast. Perfect. Um, <laughs> So I'm running, you know, I, I named off that team. But here's the thing, right? So I had been struggling with my RJT. I had RJT, R2, BB-8, um, Wampa, and General Kenobi. That's what I was running before. But I was... I was mm-hmm. getting beat up all the time, uh, dropping like crazy. If I ever made it into the top 40, or sorry, top 50, I would be in the 70s or 80s by the time I went to do arena matches the next day, right? So it was it was terrible. They're like, I needed a new team badly. I just didn't know what to do, right? Well, I ended up getting Nest. I built the Rex team that I have, and now it's crazy I am super invested in arena now. I actually do, even though I have to drive to work during my payout, I will do an arena match before I drive to work. When I get to the parking lot at work, trying my best to get, (laughs) you know, as good as I can. But in the last week and a half, I have been out of the top 20 twice. And the only, the only reason I got the second one out of the top 20 was because today I just completely forgot about arena because I was, barbecuing and it was actually raining for the first time in three months or six months whatever here so i just forgot but i have been nice anyway i haven't hit the top 10 yet i've been anywhere from 11 to 19 all just for two weeks straight even at disneyland i would stand in line for rides and do arena matches i'm completely addicted to the arena now my only problem now is that there are so many Treyas in the top 10. I haven't figured out how to beat them yet. So I'm going to have to start doing, trying the uh, wedge idea or some other things to make that work. But Arena, man, with the nest in there and my new Rex team working out really freaking well. So I'm loving it. Um, okay. So I have a quick question, real quick. Um, so with that team that you're running, you say you have trouble with Treya. Does your nest go before the Treya teams get to go? Yes. Oh, let okay. me tell you the biggest thing I've run into. Okay. And the one thing that always sways matches for me. I have a fast Rex, but if my Rex is fast, faster than their Scion, Scion will completely wreck my team because he just... Dispels all the tenacity up, throws out his um, his uh, pain, and the only way I can recover from that is General Kenobi's dispel. But at that point, I'm already behind. You know what I mean? So yes, okay. That's so, the problem I had. But go ahead with what your thought was. What is the speed on your nest? Uh, two fifty eight, I think. Two fifty eight. The fast nests so. are atrocious. I hate dealing with them. Uh, there are a couple teams that just wreck me and I have complete hell with. So let, let's say 258. Um, do, do, do. I am doing some maths. All right. So uh, if your nest goes at 258, because nest has that 20% turn meter reduction. If you have a Darth Nihilus at 207 or faster, your Darth Nihilus would go immediately after Nest, and Nest inflicts debuffs on the initial turn. 
So if you're running Darth Nihilus on your team, you could remove the... If you have your nest going first, you could remove turn meter, inflict the debuff, and then increase the cooldowns with Darth Nihilus pretty easily. That might be a good way to kind of get you a bit of a leg up against those Treya teams. Because that is what tends to happen to me just about every time I face a Darth Treya team. Whether it's Darth Treya lead, Emperor Palpatine lead, it don't really seem to matter if they're running nest. And I've got some nests in my arena they are like 290-something. They're ridiculously fast. <laughs> and so they go first. They take 20% of my turn meter. And it don't really matter how fast the rest of their guys are. As long as they're decently fast, they're going to go before me because I had that 20% turn meter reduction. And that puts you in a serious hole. And it lets them do uh, Force Strain from Darth Nihilus. It lets Treya go ahead and get her... Um, isolate out it'll let thrawn do his fracture i mean it really puts you in a negative spot and you without having treya that might be kind of a use useful way to go um i don't know who you would drop honestly i my guess would be wampa or kenobi but i know you don't want to drop wampa so kenobi and i don't know that might be something worth at least testing See, my only issue is the only damage on my team really is Wampo. Why, so, why, do you, why do you need damage when you have turn meter reduction, cooldown increase, and a lot of days? So when they're days, they're not gaining turn meter anyway. Well, that's the other thing I like about Wampa is the double days because they're almost mm-hmm. always dazed. Yep. So I, I, maybe I maybe Thrawn? I don't know. I, I, I'm, in, I'm not opposed to taking out Wampa, so... I mean, I've had him in arena since I got him to gear 12, so... Not surprising. My mileage is there, so it's not against the rules for me to take him out, you know what I mean? So, not to mention I like to win, and I like to be... I want to get better and get in the top 10 now, so we shall see. But I do... That leads into the next part for me, right? So I've... I just gear 12 Palpatine. This is the funny thing. We talked about the gear 12 for me, and I only really gear 12 characters... If I really wanted to, mm-hmm. I've gear twelve four characters in the last week, so I'm on some kind wow. of gear twelve kick right now. No kidding. I just gear twelve Palpatine. I'm like one piece away from getting Nihilus to gear twelve, which you know, which works out perfectly to go ahead and try the idea that you're talking about. And uh, my Scion's gear eleven, it's five star. And, you know, I have Nest and Wampa. So I am ready for when I unlock Treya. I think I have four or five more raids until I unlock her. So then it'll just be a mad dash to get her to gear 11. And then I will probably switch to uh, Treya, Treya, Scion, Nihilus, Nest, and um, Thrawn or Vader. Probably Thrawn because Vader's still gear 11. But yeah. Yeah. Or I'm missing someone in there. Palpatine. So, yeah. Forget yeah. Thrawn. I'll probably put the Triumvirate, uh, Palpatine, and Nest. That would probably be the team I go with. But Yeah, yeah. there is... Uh, let's see. I, I think that team is actually pretty common in my, in my arena. I'm going to go look real quick. Because they... I mean, they are incredibly frustrating. Let's see... Uh, yeah, Trey, the Sith Triumphant, Treya lead with Thrawn and Nest. Not uncommon at all. And like I said, when you have that fast Nest, it is incredibly difficult to beat. 
Um, I really, I, I do. I, I hate that team. I absolutely hate that <laughs> team. It's so frustrating. Yeah, so that will, I, every time I get a better mod than the one I have on Ness, I switch it out. So she's just yeah. getting faster as time goes on. It'll end up being better as, as I get better mods. But, um, yeah, that's what I'm doing. But on to the most exciting part of this past week, and it was hilarious to me. It made a, it made the drive back from California to Arizona more fun. But I can say that my wife has, uh, a, she finally soloed her first Rancor this last week. Nice. Um, I was, I noticed the time on the clock as I was driving home and I'm like, Hey Joy, can you pick up my, you know, pick up the phone, go into the game, you know, click on select squad, click raid, click the top one, and then just hit battle, whatever. And I, very little instruction, very little needed, but my wife, uh, soloed the Rancor on, uh, on Sunday. So what a joyous occasion. Hey, hey. but the best part, this is the more fun part to it. Okay. So I'm like, you know what? If she could do the Rancor, maybe, just maybe she can figure out this team that I've been wanting to try in heroic AAT. So (laughs) our guild splits phase one and two and phase three and four by an hour. So at noon, we do one and two at one, we do three and four. That way it's not that long of a wait if people want to solo the whole thing, but it still gives people time to do whatever. Well, anyways, I always go start at phase three and would use Waponator, but I have to do it by hand to make it work, right? So I wanted to figure out a way to sim it. So I'm like, I told her to to start with a Akbar lead. I have a Gear 9 Akbar. Put in CLS, put in BB-8, put in um, Wampa, and put in Hoda. So she put them in. She, I told her to hit Sim. She hit Sim. It simmed all the way through Phase 3. Totally fine without an issue. And then when it got to Phase 4, I'm like, hey, so make sure when those little droids on the side are up, click on them so that it kills them first. And then once those are gone, just let it go. So every time they'd come back up, she'd kill the droids. It would kill the the, the <laughs> tank and topple it, and then they would go from there, right? And then eventually Wampa would just kill everything, and it could just do its thing by itself. So <laughs> very little prompting. My wife soloed phase three and four of the heroic Nice. AT. And uh, just to prove that that wasn't a fluke or just something's totally easy, I tried to do, I tried to start the sim with that same team today myself, Three times and three different times, it uh, the the droid the B one that got the buff from the ba- the bomber droid yep. killed half my team and I had to back oh, out and crap. start again. So so magically, it <laughs> that did not happen for my wife and she was able to solo phase three and four first try. So way to go! So she, ha- she has the magic touch apparently. <laughs> Yes, it was amazing. What a great day. I got some so, really good uh, raid rewards that day. Wh- what, <laughs> what was the team again? Uh, Akbar lead, CLS, Hoda, Wampa, BB-8. I'm going to have to test that next raid. That actually sounds kind of interesting because uh, I've i redone my mods quite a bit for the Sith raid, 
And since then, my three to four auto team doesn't doesn't work quite as well. So, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, it huh. was it. I figured with BB-8 calling in CLS over and over to... Uh, well, that was the other thing. In my run today, Akbar didn't die. In her run, Akbar died. So every single thing called in CLS. So yeah, it worked that, out perfectly. It makes things easier once Admiral Akbar is once, dead. Uh-huh. I think it gives you less of a chance at finishing Phase 4, but it makes Phase 3 so much easier. Yeah, for sure. It, it was it's It was fun, and I like the team a lot. So I'm really nice. glad to have Hoda, Gear Eleven, Wampa, obviously, where I've had him forever. But completely maxed, doing it every time now. I will just sim three and four on the heroic AT, sim the Rancor, play on the uh, Sith raid. It works out perfectly. So nice. I know Mythos. At at some point, I will be on my wife's level. I at this point, I am not. So. <laughs> you may that. never be on her level. Let's be honest. That's kind of impressive. <laughs> she's she's mocking me over there right now. <laughs> first try, first try for Joy. Both both raids. Anyway, she's an expert. Oh, I mean, wish you could yeah. be like me, but you can't. There you go. Hopefully, that goes into the audio podcast. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, what did you do this week? Because I, I could keep going. I. I I had two weeks, and I did all kinds of crazy crap. Yeah. So, yesterday or the day before, I literally wasted a Zeta. I don't know. I was I was frustrated. <laughs> I wanted to try something new, so I spent a Zeta on Darth Maul. No. No, wait. Terrible <laughs> idea. So, I did that. Complete and total waste, because now I, I, I always keep a Zeta sitting around unless, you know, in case something new comes out or whatever that way. I can test it if I want to, and I can have different options. Or I was also considering doing DACA for the Phase 4 of the Heroic Sith Raid. And, yeah, instead I just put it on Darth freaking Maul, whose leader ability kind of sucks. Actually, it doesn't suck. It's actually pretty good, but my Darth Maul gets annihilated immediately. And uh, I, I still don't think it's quite as good as Palpatine or Treya. Um all three of those leader abilities really are pretty equal. It's just different ways you want to play. So kind of make a pro and con list, figure out which one you want to go with. But, uh, oh, Treya. So I've really been enjoying Treya. She is a lot of fun. She's fantastic. She's, she's great. Um, but like you were talking about, those nest teams, those Treya nest teams are absolutely awful. Uh, it just puts you in such a bad spot from the very beginning that Treya has... It takes a while before she can get Isolate off, and it just... It it can become problematic pretty quickly. And not to mention, my Dar Scion's only gear 11. You know, he's 6-star. Hopefully... You know, I think next week on the podcast, I'll be telling you about how a seven-star Darth Scion, because I'm that close. I think I'm 40 shards away. Like, I could get that in the next week, possibly. But anyway, so I've been enjoying that a lot. She's pretty awesome. Uh, let's see. The one problem that I do have against uh, Treya teams is the fact that I've been using Darth Vader, who is absolutely amazing against non-Treya teams. 
completely wrecks them and does a really great job because of the debuffs, the damage over time, speed down, and then Calling Blade just does some awesome damage, especially, you know, uh, whenever you put good crit chance on him. The problem is, when you face Treya, he puts out a lot of debuffs and she gains stacking offense whenever anyone from the Triumvirate gets debuffed. Mm-hmm. That becomes very problematic very quickly because it's like <laughs> Darth Vader goes, my team goes, and then Treya, their Treya gets to go and she does her saber sw- storm, saber storm, and uh, yeah, it's it's just it's not good. Like sh- she'll <laughs> completely, I think it was today. I had a Treya, my Treya had not been hit, full protection, full health, got wiped out on one. Uh, Saber Storm, like it's it that stacking offense is insane, especially <laughs> when you get a couple crits in there. It's just it's it's not good. So be very careful if using Darth Vader. Uh, I think Darth Vader is really good, but yeah, that can cause serious serious issues. However, words can't describe how much I am loving the Fleet Arena at the moment because <laughs> I I mean. I'm still using my Thrawn with Bistan, Tie Advance, and Biggs, and it's it is it is absolutely ridiculous. It gains turn meter like crazy. I threw some Omegas on Vader's basic this week, and that takes him to a whole nother level. I'm I am taking out Biggs even quicker than I was before, and I am just I'm smoking people in the arena. It is absolutely awesome. I love that team. I'm working on getting Baston to gear 10 so I can upgrade his next ability because I don't think it needs a Zeta, but God, that team is so much fun. Um, I upgraded Boba Fett, uh, the Slave One, his first reinforcement ability so he gets bonus protection. I need 75 more of those mats so that I can finally um, upgrade that final ability so he has the buff immunity because I think that's really good. But the Slave 1 works incredibly well with Bistan. So even if you're using Thrawn or Admiral Akbar, having Bistan whenever Slave 1 comes in can give you a lot of turn meter because you hit Slave 1, Slave 1 counters. Its counter can inflict um, target lock, which will give turn meter to somebody. And it, it is a really, really great way to uh, stack up some turn meter and get things going. So that's a lot of fun. Uh, other things I did this week, regeared my Night Sister, added a lot more damage to Talia because her basic heals the amount of damage done, so I'm trying to get her to hit as much as possible. I took off the speed arrow, added an offense arrow, and I'm really just trying to stack up as much offense on her as possible because the more damage she does on basic, the more everybody heals, and the further I can go into the match without cleansing the bonds of weakness. So that's kind of my current goal there. And then I have maximized Asajj's offense as much as I possibly can. Like every every mod that had decent offense, I took off and started putting on her and comparing, uh, you know, and just kind of trying to remod. And it is, uh, it's been a lot of fun, you know, just trying to maximize the offense from her since the way she has it stacking so i'm very curious i think it'll be sunday whenever we do our next phase four i'm curious to see exactly what i can do and how much damage i can do with that team because uh, it's a lot of fun i got my wampa to gear 11 so last raid 
Wampa was yeah. right. Yeah, I got one point four damage. About. Where one, like what month uh, is it? Where have you been? I, I know it's how mid- long have I been talking about <laughs> Wampa? And it, you wait till June, the second week of June, to gear eleven Wampa. I I know, and so like last raid, I got one point four million with the team. And my Wampa was gear 9. Like, I kept having issues with Wampa dying. But I am super pumped now that he's gear 11. He's got a lot more damage, a lot more survivability. I am super excited about tomorrow. Uh, I will get to test that team and see what I can make my Wampa do. I'm so excited. Because, yeah, that offense, when you start getting it stacking, gets super awesome. (sighs) And when you're hitting... When you're... When you're slamming in the tank, when everyone the the droids are up, all the guns are up, and you just slam, and everything goes for two hundred thousand damage, and instantly is toppled. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. So many numbers, so many. It's beautiful. Yep. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, even at gear nine, my Wampa was hitting for. I love Wampa so much. Uh. He's showing the Wampa in case uh, you're listening to the podcast, not watching. But uh, yeah, (laughs) my Gear 9 Wampa was hitting for 95,000 on its basic. Like, I am so excited to see what it can do now because I don't know how much offense I've added. Probably probably over 500 physical damage to it. So yeah, that's going to be pretty awesome. And the last thing is I am 14 shards away from finishing Geospy, and that is my final character. From the fleet arena, so it's about to be all Zetas from here on forward. Dude, if I had, if I wasn't gear twelving all these arena characters, I would be gearing all of the Geonosians because that arena, that fleet arena team is so fun. Geo Spy, oh, ridiculous yeah. with his, uh, with his call all Geo yep. characters ships. Oh, it's so fun. Love it. Oh, Not yeah, to mention, sure. Sun Sunfax ship is just a a nuisance with its stun and random ass. Uh, what do you call them? Taunts. That's the word. Yep. The taunts. And, it's just crazy. And you know, if you're using them under the Akbar lead, like you are, they keep gaining the protection up whenever they get called in, and with all those call-ins, it it gets pretty crazy pretty quickly. They're fun for sure. I I'm, I think I have them set on the uh, the game changers build, so you might have played them several times. I have actually. <laughs> that you know. I don't know funny? how they do on defense, but offense they're well. Fun. No, I'm glad you mentioned that because whenever I was running the uh, Tie Fighter pilot bigs with Vader's Tie Advanced, I was running that traditional team with Thrawn lead. And I was getting completely smoked by the Geonosians. I think I fought you 20 times, and I won twice. Like, that is how big of a separation there was between those two teams. So I started trying to figure out something where I could beat it with, and I ended up testing Bastan to see how it did. So Okay, so that's how you found Bastan. That is how I found Bastan. I knew Bastan was good before, but I wanted to see how it was with Fleet 2.0, and... I put Bastan in there, and I wrecked the Geonosians. I was like, oh, my God, I've got to try this. And uh, so, yeah, I did. So the and question becomes, you would not you would not gear POW, 
But what gear is your what gear is your Biston at? So I'm actually glad that you asked, and I actually just put a uh, what was it a Nubian disc on him today because I am trying to get him up. So currently my Biston is at gear nine, and he was at gear eight last week. And my Scarif Rebel Pathfinder is at gear eleven, has been for a while because of the raid. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, it don't require a whole lot. The biggest thing you do need Scarecrow Pathfinder at Gear Eleven because his abil- his ship ability, um, it's called Assault Plan. That final ability it costs fifteen Omegas, but it adds the five percent speed and the five percent additional turn meter. It really is a game changer because with the plus twenty five percent speed, it allows him to go before. Um, it'll allow him to go before Ty advanced, and that is really, really important. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's so, crazy. Yeah. I, and the only reason I asked is because I have Biston Gear 10 on my on my B account, and I have loved... I love him just as a character, so he's he's a fun one. With the Frenzy... He he puts. If he was dark side, he'd be perfect for my makeshift uh, Wampa team in dark side oh, yeah. territory battles because he does the dots on his basic. But even just like randomly using him in Cantina on a Wampa team or just random places, he, he's he's tons of fun. He is also really good on light side territory battles in the Rogue One team because he yes, obviously does dots on him. his basic and he. Mm-hmm. He throws out the um, exposes, so and he goes. A not lot only is his ship frenzy. good, yeah. So not, yeah, exactly. So not only is his ship good, he's also good just overall as a character. Maybe not, obviously not arena, um, but light side territory battles and his ship are two two big things that yeah. can obviously be a big decider on whether you do gear him. So if you're on the fence. It is a decent. It is a decent uh, gear yep. for sure. So hard to disagree. All right, so yep. we are introducing a new segment this week. Pretty exciting, huh? I'm excited. All right, you I ready don't know for how this? we're going to do it, but we're going to do it. Yeah, so let's we, do we're kind of ad libbing this part. So here we go. <laughs> yeah. All right, who's up? Who's down? It's time for the Shattered Order Stock Watch. You said that so fast. It was amazing. <laughs> so I think it, I think you went with the beat of the music. I, I was trying to, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it actually sounds. All right. So what we're gonna do is we thought this would be kind of fun. Every, every week we're gonna gonna the, the, the words. Come on. All right. We're gonna do a stock stock watch every week, and we're gonna kind of tell you who's trending up, who's trending down. Because there's a lot of times you can kind of see where things are shifting, where things are going before they actually happen. And it's not something we generally talk about. We thought this might be a good place to talk about the direction of the game and where things may or may not be going. So I will get the sultry female in here on Sunday and we will make a much better drop than what I just played. So next week, (laughs) it'll be a lot better, I promise. All right, all right. So on the rise... Darth Maul leads. Dude, 
not today. <laughs> no, not today. I mean, uh, no. Other pl- some people are doing it. I mean, I've heard about uh, it before. Yeah. You even did it. I'm so. sure you have. I'm sure you have. Yeah. So, I okay. I think Stockwatch this week. Something that's really going to be trending up. Resistance Trooper. That is obviously related to all the people unlocking RJT and BB-8. I have seen countless people in our Discord channel and other channels that are unlocking RJT because they realized after the last event, hey, maybe I should farm the veterans. So, they're getting RJT, they're getting BB-8, and you really do need to work on your Resistance Trooper because Resistance Trooper is the primary damage dealer for that Phase 1 of the raid. You can do a lot of damage with that guy, and what's great is he's super easy to mod. Three offense primaries, crit damage primary, crit damage set bonus, and as much secondary offense as you can fit as long as you meet that criteria. It's very simple. He literally doesn't need speed. So it shouldn't be that difficult to find some mods. So I need some clarification on the stock watch. Okay. What what is their stock going up entail? Arena? Raid? What are we going for here? I don't know. Whatever. For for me, I'm thinking as far as a lot more people are going to be using Resistance Trooper. They're going to be needing him. So the desire in the game is going to be going up in general. I think if we had a meta report on how often a character is used, I think Resistance Trooper's stock would be skyrocketing after this week. I like that. That makes sense. So I won't mention that BB-8 and RJT stock should be flying out the roof. Hey, considering that, no, that's one hundred percent true. I mean, resistance I, in general is on the skyrocket for sure. Yeah, the uh, I just unlocked BB-8 on my alt account for the first time finally, so I'm pretty excited about that. I'm really hoping that I can build the the. Heroic AAT auto team that I did on my main account now with my B account once I get her leveled up. So that'll be nice. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Well, let me think. You got an, you got another one? Let me think of another one. While you're okay. Th- you. All right. So um, I think on trending down... In a way, I kind of think Night Sisters in the arena are trending down. Um, they're still definitely used, but I think the more people get Treya, because, I mean, she really messes with the Night Sisters. Um, more people getting RJT is going to lead to more people getting Treya, and I think that is really going to knock down the amount of Night Sister teams just because you're going to see a little bit more Sith going on. All right, well, I got one for you. And it's only because of recently at the higher end of the arena that I've been playing in now, but that is General Kenobi. This is more of a stock going down over the last month, but I don't think that I've seen much of him in high-end arena teams as he used to. Um, I still use him, but he fits better in my team 
then let's say Sith or Night Sisters even. Uh, the only the only teams I've really seen General Kenobi in recently at the top of the arena were Rex teams. So that's a good point. I don't. I I never deal with General Kenobi anymore. I mean, the top of my arena, he's non-existent. It's it's crazy. Well, I should have thought about this a little bit more before we did it because I'm I'm racking my brain to think about who. Who in well, this game has this been going? Is a, this is a trial run of this segment. So, um, well, I like Mythos there in the chat room. Yeah, uh, with uh, the with the emergence of Nest, um, you definitely have seen a lot of trending down for Vader in the yep. Treya team. A lot yep. of people throw Nest in there instead of Vader. I mean, like honestly, since I have Nest already geared up. I had been working on Nihilus and, you know, I've kind of been... So this is the way I've I've been gear 12 in characters recently, right? So I will will go into the characters I want to get to gear 12 on every piece that they need to get to gear 12 and search for it in a store to buy. If it's in a store for me to buy, then I'll buy that piece. And then I'll move on to another character and do the same as I continue to get the pieces to get those guys to gear 12. Then if I have the energy at the end of the day or when I have excess energy getting close to 144, then I'll spend that energy on those pieces to try to get more of them. But uh, I was trying to decide whether I should gear 12 just Nihilus and focus on someone else secondary to him. And I thought, okay, well, Vader is another one that with Treya that a lot of people have been using, but I have Nest at gear 12 already, so I'm... I decided against Vader because I had seen that there were just so enough teams with Nest instead of Vader to not need Vader gear 12 at this point. You know what I mean? So I think that's a good point with Vader is that he's not necessarily someone you have to have anymore for that team. Yeah. That's if you're gearing true. your Nest. One thing that is kind of interesting, though, if you're facing a Nest, Vader with Emperor Palpatine lead is a really good way to try and go first. The only problem is Darth Nihilus will probably gain enough turn meter to kind of overcome you a little bit. But um, that that can be a way to overcome Nest if they're not using Darth Nihilus because that won't be good. But I guess, <laughs> I guess who's not using Darth Nihilus? Um, so, the, you know what, actually... There is a team I was going to say that should be trending up, and I'm going to save that for our Q&A because someone actually asks, what is a great way to beat Treya teams? Good counter to Treya teams. And we'll have that answer for you later. You know, when I was thinking about Stockwatch, when you mentioned this earlier, I almost talked about an entire group of people as a upward trend for the Stockwatch Who's that? Because of that. Well, I mean, I don't want to steal thunder. You just said you didn't want to talk about it till the Q&A. So oh. we'll go, when we talk about that question, I'll talk about it oh. then and see if it's me and yours and me and your answers aligned at that Interesting. point. Interesting. So okay. okay. We shall see. I see. I see. All right. You ready to move on to this next thing? I am totally ready. Let's do it. All right. 
strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. So there wasn't a whole lot as far as update this week, but the big thing is RJT BB-8 finally back. So if you're just getting RJT and or BB-8, we kind of wanted to talk about what to do with them, how to use them, because they are obviously huge. They're game-changing, especially if you're trying to beat the heroic Sith. They're kind of required for Phase 1. They make it so much easier. You don't have to waste unnecessary teams. And they're really going to open up the door for many, many more new guilds. Or, not not even new guilds, but many more guilds to finally start getting Treya Shards. And I think that's the really important thing here. With RJT and BB-8, we're just going to kind of talk about what to do with them, how to use them, how we mod them... Uh, things that are required for them and that sort of stuff. Sounds good to me. Um, let me just say this too. I I am really excited to hear from our community members for more people beating Treya, or sorry, the heroic Sith raid after this has happened. Because, uh, you know, I I love hearing... I don't know, success stories, I guess. Like, I guess, like, we talked, or someone said earlier in Discord that their guild, earlier this week, that their guild was able to beat Heroic Sith for the first time this week. And that's just an awesome thing to hear to me, because I know how awesome it was for us as in the Shattered Order when we beat it the first time, you know? So I know the feeling that those people are having when they beat it for the first time. So I'm, I'm really hoping this event comes around and a lot of people get get what they need to out of it to be able to push forward. And maybe if not, maybe if not for another month or so to beat it, just to be able to beat it. You know what I mean? So yeah, for sure. I'm really, really hoping that uh, that opens up a lot of doors for people because I know here's the other part to it, right? I know a lot of people have been really down on the Sith raid. And so RJT coming back was a huge thing for a lot of people because no one really, for Pit and Heroic AT, right? When they come around, we set a time for it to happen, and within 20 minutes, it's over, right? Not in our guild, right? But in, in both the other alts I play, Heroic Sith Raid is almost always open for you to hit. You get five attempts a day. If you don't, you know, you got to do your five attempts and then it's open. By the time you finish it, the next one's already open and then you got to do five more attempts. It's, it's, it's a constant grind for Heroic Sith Aid, or for the Heroic Sith Raid and people are just tired of it, you know? So I really want to see people beat it and enjoy the raid uh, again instead of hating it. Because on top of, on top of being annoying and hard to beat and, and just an overall annoyance, it is a good raid. Like, the mechanics in the raid are fun to me. A lot of people still don't think that. But there are things in every phase, every single phase, that make it different than the other two raids, that make it fun to do, make you have to think. There's a reason that certain teams only do good in one phase. And for the most part, most teams, you can't interchange and do as well in any other phase than the one that you know they're good for. I think that's the best part about the raid. It does require you to have more characters, which is Mm kind of nice also because 
you're you're not using a team in one phase that you may want to use in an, in another phase or anything like that. There's almost little to no overlap. Yeah, exactly. For well, for example, heroic AT phase two and phase four. For the most part, you can interchange the two teams. You can if you have a good team for phase two, you probably have a good team for phase four. Like that raid was a lot of the same with the heroic Sith raid. Um, in the way that most phases needed a special team to do, except for phase two and four. In this one, everything is different, right? So, I mean, it's it's a fun raid to me. I enjoy the challenge. I've already said this about every part of this game. Mm-hmm. If I can't beat it the first time, totally fine, because that means that they've built something that you have to work towards. And I know that, the, like, a lot of people are instant gratification, I don't and and I'll say this. Grinding against a raid every single day, five attempts, is annoying. I totally get that. That's why I want everyone to be able to beat the heroic Sith at some point and be able to get to that point. But I don't think it's a bad raid. I think it's an awesome raid. I just think it's harder than the others, and you know, you just gotta strategize for it. So I don't know. Yep. But that was totally off topic. Just wanted to say that the point is I agree. people unlocked BB-8, they unlocked RJT. Mm-hmm. How do they use those two to get the most out of them? First off, we're probably going to talk a lot about the Sith raid, but I want to say this: if you have RJT, BB-8, and R2 geared, enjoy your free six out of six in light side territory battles in every single <laughs> phase. Because if you have them 100%. all geared, all you need is those three on auto. They will beat. Six out of six, every phase. I do no that every single it. light side yep. territory battle. It's amazing. So they that's the first thing now you can now do. Um, there's only three regular battles for light side on any given vertical slice, as they like to say. So you can use it every single one. Six out of six. Definitely help your guild. So oh yeah, for perfect sure. there. They're but awesome for that. What do you do with them besides light side territory battles? What do you do with them, Wink? I'll be honest. So right now, okay, uh, two different situations. RJT, the only thing I use her for currently is phase one of the heroic Sith raid. And I assume if you're getting RJT, the heroic Sith raid is something you're wanting to tackle. So I'm going to talk about her in the heroic Sith raid because it's very important. Uh, she is the thing that makes it run Zeta on her leader ability is absolutely required. It, you definitely need to do that one. No, if, ands or buts about it. So the other Zetas on her, um, are kind of hit, hit or miss. Uh, the one that the cleanse, I definitely don't think is required. You don't really need it. The foresight one, it can be very useful because it does allow her to heal even more which means you can kind of make her be the thing that gets targeted and you know she's going to heal back. You know, you can let her be the one that gets annihilated and you will never have an issue with her healing back up because of that Zeta. But again, also not really required because she has pretty good health still anyway. Now, the big thing with RJT is you want to stack some potency on her. Because if you can land speed down on Darth Nihilus, it changes a whole lot. You get so many more turns per, uh, you know, per 
per cycle. I don't know how you would phrase that. You get more turns per his turn because of the negative 50% speed reduction. And he gains, I believe it's plus 50 speed every time he gets damaged. So, or every time you attack him. So, having speed down on him reduces that to only plus 25 speed, essentially. And that can be incredibly important, especially, you know, whenever he starts getting super fast, the more helpful it becomes. And if you can get her to, you know, 60-70% potency, you have a decent shot at landing that speed down. Uh, something else, don't forget, BB-8, if you have him number crunched, which, yes, you you should have R2 number crunched. If you If you come to me and say, hey, should I Zeta blank or number crunch? I am probably going to tell you number crunch because it is absolutely just unbelievable. So Zeta number crunch. And with your RJT team, that will actually give more potency to her as well. And I think that is the big thing. You definitely want her to do some damage. Uh, I I typically keep her at 216% crit damage. Because of her leader ability, I believe it gives 40% crit chance. And if you're using R2, it's another 10. So they're going to be critting all the time. So you want to you be at 216% crit chance. Zero questions about it. And, I mean, that's kind of the gist for running RJT. Um, the only other thing I will say is if you're going to sacrifice damage on somebody or not not get to that 216% crit damage, RJT is probably a good one to put some speed on just so she can go earlier. She can remove turn meter more often and all of that. And she's not a huge damage dealer anyway. Um, I think typically on, say, if I run like a 5 million, 5 million damage run, which is, a, it's a very good run, um, RJT will be at like, Eight to nine hundred thousand damage, maybe, and you know, resistance trooper will be over two, so that's the kind of difference I'm getting there. So it's not near as important for RJT, you know, her going more often actually leads to more damage for resistance trooper, so that's something else to consider. You have any more phase one tips there? I've had more experience in phase two, so I want to kind of talk about that. Okay. Um, I mean, I I could probably talk all day about stuff in phase one as far as... So, RJT's assist ability, whenever she calls someone in, she gives them foresight. Use that to your advantage. So, BB-8, he tends to get foresight pretty often. And there are a lot of situations. So I have the Zeta on BB-8 that allows him to heal whenever he misses. I'm not saying you need it. But something I do pretty often is R2-D2 will get pretty low on damage. And then I'll use RJT's uh, assist ability to call in R2 to give him foresight. So that when Darth Nihilus does force strain, R2's not getting hit. And BB-8 will have foresight. And it'll allow both of them to heal. And that... That makes things a lot easier because it's really difficult whenever you have one of them dying. I mean, especially BB-8. You're screwed once BB-8 dies. So, outside of that, I don't really think I have much else um, as far as Phase 1 goes. All right, so for me, I uh, when we started doing Heroics, 
I knew we needed RJTs in phase two, and I didn't have Hoda or any decent healer to help my me out when we were trying to figure out phase one. So I decided that I was going to be a phase two guy. So I've been running RJT in phase two a lot, and uh, what you want, like what I do there, um, I run the same team as you. So RJT BB8. Um, R2, Resistance Trooper, and Scavenger Ray. And what I do is I leave, I, whenever I have the possibility, I will clear the pain off of any of one other than Scavenger Ray. So I only leave pain on Scavenger Ray, because she's a giant damage dealer. Mm-hmm. Um, I always call in, always call BB-8 with RJT to get the three hits. Um, that does require my, a Zeta on roll with the punches for BB-8. Yes, roll with the punches Zeta on BB-8. So if you just got BB-8, a good, the best Zeta for him, in my opinion, is roll with the punches. The other one is only really a droid t- situation uh, Zeta. I've seen a lot of it in arena for some reason hmm. on RJT teams because once it, once it comes down to BB-8 and R2, it's pretty much over anyway, but it just kind of makes it annoying. But roll with the punches, Zeta. Um, the leader on RJT, that's, those are the two I have. Uh, working between those two. So if we're talking about just RJT and BB-8, BB-8, as a character... There's one button for him, in my opinion, and that is his second or his first special. Secret Intel. All seriously, all I ever use on this dude. Yep. Unless someone has an expose and is about to die, then I might use it to kill him so they don't get a turn. That's about the only time. But um use those specials all you can in uh phase two. So okay. Scion is... It took me a while to figure this out. Scion is immune to turn meter reduction. But with RJT, always use her turn meter reduction mind tricks ability because A, it reduces Illuminated Destiny's cooldown and Mm -hmm. she almost gets full turn meter after using it. So you've lowered the cooldown Illuminated Destiny and you're about to go again. So totally fine to do that. Um, And... And it gives you a chance to land speed down as well. Uh, yes, for sure. Which is obviously great in phase one. Any phase with a speed yep. down is great. So you get that chance. Um, you also get that chance with uh, Resistance Trooper, always using his special. Um, but the, the keys there with that team is keep the pain off your guys except for Scavenger Ray. That's okay. The key to how I do it is keep all the pains off because he doesn't get his counter chance up as high. He doesn't get half the other things that he gets from everyone having this stuff. Plus, using the ability to take it off of you lowers Illuminated Destiny's cooldown as well. So using it will never hurt you. It will always hurt you or always help you. But using our uh, Scavenger Ray to get all your damage... RJT to lower Illuminated Destiny with her two base or two specials. Same thing with the BB-8, always using his secret intel to give out secret intel. 
and lower the illuminated destiny. It's that's it works perfectly in phase two that way. Um, I I'm working in my in my so I don't even know how to say what it is. I have a second alt account now. Um, taking over my buddy's account. Yeah, dude, I'm playing three <laughs> accounts right now. It is the freaking worst. Like, I'm trying to figure out a way to like make this not happen, but I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> so I'm playing three accounts right now. But on uh, on my second alt, I moved my first alt out of my the Republic Guild I was in and moved my second alt into it. And I've already told these guys, you know, I'm more comfortable in phase two of the heroic Sith. So if you guys, they have not beat it yet. So we're trying to beat it, trying to uh, get through and destroy that thing for the first time. So shout out to Dagobah and Republic trying to get that done. But I want to go in the the second phase because that's what I'm, I'm focused on in those. I talk so much that my goldfish memory loses the point I was going towards, but God, I don't know. Anyways, this is that's that's how I do it. I get usually about three and a half to four percent that way. I know that's probably not the most maximized way to do it, but it is the easiest to me and the least RNG dependent. The only RNG that's involved in that is whether or not Scion gains stacks of pain until he's or cycle of cycle of suffering cycle and of cycle pain. of something. Oh, yes, cycle of pain to get to cycle, cycle of, suffering. of suffering. So, yeah. so the RNG is really dependent on whether that is a fifty percent. He might have fifty percent chance to gain that after his attacks. So, the RNG is only really if he will get that stack. If he gets it early, you're gonna have a bad run. If he if he, every time he hits, he doesn't get it, you're in good spot. But yep. RJT works well in phase two now the the one caveat to that which has always hurt me in the raids but i'm a team player and i would rather beat the raid than worry about my own placement but that is there's not a lot of damage to be done in phase two compared to phase one so i never get the the damage numbers from phase two that i would in one like for example i've hit phase one once threw hoda in and instead of uh, scavenger ray mm-hmm. on that team and did 2 million damage the first time i ever tried it and you know 1.8 to to 2.5 was ever the highest i ever did in phase two so might not be the phase for damage but if you're willing to help your guild beat the raid yep. that's how you would do it in that phase as a team player it definitely can help you because phase two is tough once you finally figure out phase one so for sure. That's a Anyways. good point because not everyone may have Wampa or Leia or whatever other Phase 2 teams that actually work really effectively. Uh, something mm-hmm. I'd like to say about BB-8 with Roll with the Punches, Zeta, if you do that, it can be very useful if you're using the RJT team and using Resistance Trooper because Resistance Trooper has the chance to gain turn meter on Exposes and when you call in an extra person... You have an additional chance at landing exposed and giving resistance trooper turn meter. Um, uh, Arbitrator in chat also mentioned about using Hermit Yoda in phase one. 
Uh, I was going to mention this, totally forgot, but Hermit Yoda is a really good character used with RJT, BB-8, Resistance Trooper, and whether you want to plug in Scav Ray or R2, I would probably prefer R2, but it gives that that plus 20% offense, or 25% offense, and, you know, it makes Resistance Trooper super awesome. So that is something else that you may want to consider if you don't have that full team ready, but you do have Hermit Yoda. And what's great about Hermit Yoda is, I mean, he won't need a whole lot of gear because he never really gets hit in that. So, yeah. I like it. Um, the po- whole point is, even beyond the Heroic Sith, RJT is still meta at oh, the yeah, highest level. Sure. Absolutely. So, they can still, especially depending on where you are in the game, how long you've been playing, RJT in the arena can be a game changer for you. So if you have unlocked her and you've been playing less than a year, let's say a year and a half, gear her up, throw her in the arena and see how it does for you. Throw some good arena mods on there and see what happens because she is still one of the best arena teams out there as well no doubt. so you can yep. if you have if you can get a good tank in there let's it's funny because we always go back to this right we're like okay you don't have general kenobi who should i put as a as a tank well old ben throw old ben in there very helpful there's a lot of good good tanks you can put with that team that will still help you so if you can get rjt obviously you have bb8 throw r2 in there Yep. And then throw two more in there. Thrawn, General Kenobi, Old Ben, you know, any of those decent characters that see how it does in the arena for you because I think it will end up doing well for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, and regarding strictly BB-8, if this is your first time getting BB-8, I mean, go enjoy that guy in some raids. He is amazing, especially Heroic AAT. Um I I use him, and, you know, he makes clearing very significant parts of that raid pretty doable. Uh, you know, like, three and four I can clear pretty easily, and that team uses BB-8. That's actually Akbar lead, CLS, Han. You can use Han or Saws, actually, with BB-8 and Hermit Yoda. That team is ridiculous. There's several different variations you can go with. but <laughs> Like the I mean, one I mentioned earlier. Yeah. With Wampa. Exactly, which I'm going to have to try. And, I mean, BB-8 is really, really versatile. He is one of the most versatile characters in the entire game just because of everything he does, the Illuminated Destiny, the fact that he is awesome under Akbar lead because he will always call in a rebel to assist. Um, Mm -hmm. And... He counters and does tenacity down on a counter. So he's actually really good against Rex teams as well. So all those are some things to think about with your newly acquired RJT and BB-8. One last thing on your heroic AT point. Even if you don't have the people to make the team that will solo three and four, Throwing BB-8 on a regular resist Finn-led resistance team in Phase 2 or Phase 4. Phase 4 it makes it Phase 4 even more possible for your Finn-led 
resistance team because he always has those buffs up. So the airstrike in phase four is not going to kill you, most likely, because you'll have buffs. Excellent but point. But if you're if you're newer player than just the I want to solo three and four, throwing BB eight in a, Z, uh, a Zeta Finn resistance team in phase two or four will make your damage numbers completely increase. Only if not only because he keeps them alive longer. He gives them more damage, and he makes mm-hmm. their output even longer than it was before you had him in. Before you had the regular Zeta Finn team, that was what Zeta Finn, Poe, Ray Scavenger, um, Pilot, Trooper, Resistance Troopit, and yeah. So, if you wanted to take out Pilot and throw in BB-8, you would probably. I, I don't even, I don't want to make up fake number, numbers, but. I would guess that you could get at least 1.5%. No, 1.5 times maths your your score by replacing pilot with BB-8. So, yep. For sure. Um so Dan, I'll be honest. You sound really good this week. You want to tell us why you sound so good? I can tell you without a shadow of doubt why I sound so good this week. And that is because of this thing hanging in my face right here. And that would be my Spark XL microphone from Blue Designs hanging right off my compass boom stand. <laughs> All this blue stuff we have on our desks because it helps. they've sponsored us and helped us to sound so much better than we ever did before. Uh, I was using a Yeti... Yeti, oh my god, I can't wow. say Yeti. I was using a Yeti before, loved it from blue, then I upgraded to the XLR version of the Spark, and this thing is just out of control. Even without the uh, pop filter that I have on there, this, this thing is clear. You're hearing it on the podcast. Anyways, it's not just for people like me and you, right? Everyone that wants to get into this type of stuff... There is an option from Blue for every experience level of a recorder, streamer, anything, right? So if you go to bluedesigns.com, you go check out their website. They have so many awesome products on there. Um, Yeah. So if you want to try this, you want to make a podcast, you want to stream, you want to do whatever, even music. I know that they have music products. Go to bluedesigns.com. Check it out. If you want to buy something, uh Put it in your cart if you want to get a little big discount. So pod in the discount thing is going to get you twenty percent off your price. Heck you know, yeah. one fifth of the one fifth of the whole price gone yep. just by putting in a few letters. So five letters. So pod on Blue Designs website going to get you some awesome stuff. And I didn't even mention if you don't want to record anything, you just want to have awesome headphones to listen to music. Oh, man, uh, we I love these satellites, dude. Uh, they're they're amazing. amazing. So. I, I'm telling you, man. If I could just remember to charge them, <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good. But they <laughs> they're amazing. Wireless headphones, Bluetooth, noise counseling, and they also have a uh, amp on them to make the sound even better. So, oh yeah, for sure. Go check it out from uh, Blue, Blue Designs. You're gonna love it. Indeed. Well, we got something else going on here. I think that it is the, 
I think it's that time of the month. Hmm. Which time just, of the month? Just are, are you? It's the. Is, uh, never mind. I'm not going to make the joke. I was going to make. I don't really. Please have a don't. Drop. I was really I, hoping you wouldn't go there. <laughs> I really don't have a drop to play either. Uh, so I'll go with. Ooh. Free stuff, free stuff, free stuff, free stuff, free stuff. Who don't like free Record stuff? Record that. Yeah, beautiful. Save that for later. All right, uh, so <laughs> go to patreon.com slash shattered order and... You know, if you want to support the show or listen to the really awesome roster reviews I just recorded the other night. Those will be up this week. Uh, The roster reviews are a lot of fun. So I basically have a Skype call with somebody and we go over the roster to talk about whatever they want to talk about. Whether it's remodding your characters or who to farm, getting a roadmap, whatever you want to talk about. Love life advice. Yeah. Dude, we can sit there and just have a total life session. I don't care. So... We have a level... Life in- coaching with a wink. Oh, if you want man. a life coaching session with a wink. That could be a new segment. Anyway, so... <laughs> a new uh, segment. Perfect. If you go to patreon.com slash shattered order, uh, our $15 patrons, I guarantee you I will get you a roster review as soon as I can. And uh, I do at least one a month. If I don't have anyone to do that month, what I'll do is I will draw from the $5 patrons and find someone to do a roster review for... So if you for sure want one, go be a $15 patron, and hey, you get one. Uh, Our upper level, we added something cool. So if you're a $20 patron, what we will do is uh, have a segment during that month completely dedicated to you. We can talk about whatever topic you want. Uh, We'll name it whatever you want. We don't care. Uh, So there's that. We give away gift cards. All the stuff you can find. Free stuff. Free stuff. Exactly. Free stuff. <laughs> that's good. That's good. It is, uh, I mean, it's it's really just amazing. And something you're just, else. You're just so I just, flustered. By I, my I am. Oh, it's, it's, it's like music <laughs> to my ears. Oh. Um, so oh. the other place you I can I need get to make f- a new parody, that's for sure. Indeed. Well, you owe some punishments. I think you owe two and I owe one, so that's something we need to get to here before too long. Maybe we Maybe need a new parody song punishment. Yeah, we might have to do that. So the other <laughs> thing, if you still want a gift card, is Twitch. If you sub to us on Twitch, if you have Amazon Prime, it's totally free. It costs you nothing. Just link your Amazon Prime to your Twitch. Go to our Twitch, twitch.tv slash shattered order sub. And at the beginning of every month, we do a drawing and... Give away a $30 gift card to Android iTunes of your choice. And one thing that I think I should mention that we've never mentioned in this segment, Mm -hmm. you don't have to have Amazon Prime to sub on Twitch. You don't. That is true. You can sub just the way you would on Patreon and just sub normally for certain prices that are listed there on Twitch. So if you don't have Amazon Prime, don't think, oh, I can't use Twitch. You can go on Twitch and you can prime or you can sub with just regular money. It's totally fine that way. It's not you don't have to do it with Amazon. We just like to promote that because it's most people have have Amazon Prime and can do it that way. Indeed. But if you want to support the podcast and use just your your money to Twitch sub us, you can do it that way as well. 
one last thing before we get into the Q&A. I am so excited. Next month is the month. I have been waiting and waiting for Thrawn Alliances to come out on Audible. And it's finally coming. It's like a <laughs> month away. I'm so excited. Um, if you want to check out the Thrawn book or any of the Thrawns, there are so many Star Wars books on Audible. If you don't have an Audible account, go to audibletrial.com slash Shattered Order. And this link's also on our website, shadoworder.com. Go there, use that link, go get you a free audiobook. If you sign up for a 30 day trial, you get a free audiobook. Even if you cancel within that 30 days, you get to keep the book. So you can go sign up, get your free audiobook, cancel, you still get the audiobook. Um, and like I said, the new Thrawn book's coming out very soon. It's going to be great. I'm so excited. Uh, the first one's absolutely incredible. If you haven't listened to it, you obviously should. And just make sure you go to audibletrial.com slash out order. Sounds good. All right. I like it. I am so excited. Let's get into this next thing. And I, again, I don't really have anything to play. So, um, I forgot. I usually, I, I was going to use the blues music for the blue designs thing and I didn't. So. I feel like that'd be some good music to get us going into Q&A. How's that sound? Should I sing again? Here we no. go. Questions! No. Questions! 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 There we questions. go. Questions! Yay! <laughs> Alright. So, I don't have Discord pulled up, so why don't you pull up Discord and just start hitting us with questions? I like it this way because then we don't talk over each other. So I have Discord up on the live stream. Um, I don't know what's going to uh, what happened with what, what what we got in here. Here we go. Let's see what we got. I really don't want to ask this question, but I'm going to anyway, only because it hurt my feelings. My question: Why is Wink so much cooler than Goodnight Punk? I mean, come on, that's that's easy. I mean. Aside from the obvious, I mean, we we could ask the triplets if you want, but once you become a parent, oh, you become way less cool. I mean... I thought you were trying to say that my triplets were going to pick you over me. I'm like, wait a minute here. No, no, no. No, they wouldn't pick... <laughs> no, they wouldn't pick me over you, but they can vouch for the lack of coolness that their dad has. And let's be oh, honest. They love my dad jokes, let me tell you. Um, that's because oh, they're three God. and a half. Now, once they get older, they'll probably be like my eight-year-old and hate every second of it, but yeah. whatever. Hate. Question. Okay. What did the lawyer name his daughter? I don't know. Sue. Huh. All right, anyways. So funny. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, Ewok has a question. Why is Molly wrong about Wink? Thank you, Ewok. The Lord of Potatoes. Mm, not, not <laughs> wrong, but carry on. All right, all right. All right. Actual Most Icely Manglers. Yeah, here we go. I know you had a question similar to this, but if Gar, if you run Gar Saxon lead, ISC, Dooku, Fives, and Wampa, what are the most counterattacks you can get? Doesn't Gar only assist on Empire? Or is it anyone? This requires I, me to go to Swagaga 
I was going to say, it requires no me to go to my game. I believe that uh, the Imperial Super Commando, uh, or no, he's not Imperial. The, uh, oh, for Christ's sake. Um, oh Gar God. Saxon. Jesus. Uh, Gar yeah, Saxon, I do believe, only counters on Empire. Let's see. So the leader ability is Empire allies gain 50% crit chance and 40% defense. Whenever an Empire ally uses basic ability, they recover 5%. That is not the part I was looking for. The unique... No, is unique. Whenever another ally attacks during an enemy turn, Gar Saxon has 100% chance to assist. So it's any ally. It's not limited by Empire. It's not limited by anything. So, I'll be honest. I'm not entirely sure if he would assist... Would he assist on both attacks? I think he would. But I'm not sure. Okay, so with this, there, with actually, the same, there's only one counter. They're just double tapping, so it would probably only be one time. So it'd be ten, unless ISC does something crazy. Okay, so that I, and that's on I, an AOE, not a normal basic. That attack. is correct. Yes, that that I mean that's a lot of AOEs because Fives has the double tap, Dooku has the double tap, presumably. Oh yeah, you're talking about well, fives is only if there's speed if there's down speed on down, the opponent. So, but we're talking about the max number, so I think it counts. Oh max, so you got you got the two there. You yep. got two from Dooku, so there you got four. Yep. The other three did do one, so that's four, five, six, seven Good plus job. the five from Saxon. That would be twelve. Well, I'm letting you do the math. So that's not my I department. Figured. Yeah, even seven plus true. five is not in my wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I believe it would be twelve. That's kind of interesting. Um, I don't know what the damage output is on that, but I'm gonna have to test that because it's actually kind of interesting now. Uh, very interesting, you know, if Gar actually hits everyone. Uh, you well. If he assists every single individual counter, I like it. Well, Ace Tui made another point. Do you count fives and Dooku's two counters as one or as two? Because then you'd add two more to our total. Yeah, that's that's the question. And like I said, I think because those are double taps, I think they would only do it once. Because only one is the... There's only... Only the initial attack is the counter... The rest of it is just the basic ability at work. I don't even remember where we were at. What's the next question? All right. We were talking about ISC, but that maths is way too much for me. Okay. So here we go. Mythos. Our good friend Mythos. Uh-oh. I'm a big fan of synergy sa- sounds. That's not a no. I'm a big fan of synergy squads. R1, Rogue One, Imperial Troopers, etc. If I wanted to build a pure Empire squad, excluding Imperial Troopers, who should my five be? P.S. I challenge Wink and Punk to a non-Swaga Star Wars trivia contest. First off, the second part of that, I would love to do a non-Swaga trivia contest. You know, that would be awesome. So maybe an out-of-order podcast with, you know, trivia. That would be fun. So, I have this Star Wars trivia game that has all these questions and stuff in it. That could be a pretty good source for doing questions. 
It could. Except it says non-swaga. Okay, that could be Star Wars. That's cool. I don't really care. I just like trivia, so I'm down. I am the same way. All right, so a synergetic empire team. When I start looking at this, there is a team that is really familiar that I've seen in Territory War a lot. And that is, I believe it's the Emperor Palpatine with Thrawn, Death Trooper, Krennic, and uh, who is it? Short Death Troopers and Imperial Trooper. Oh, crap. It is no troopers. Well, that's a good point. That's not good. I I kind of think he means no, like Imperial, Imperial Troopers as a faction. I'm just picking a couple, or actually one trooper and sticking. Okay, I guess I could fit a trooper in there from rereading the question. Okay. So I'm going to go with uh, Palpatine, Thrawn, Krennic, Death Trooper. And then you could do Stormtrooper, Royal Guard, Shore Trooper, or Vader. I think I would lean Shore Trooper if I can have two troopers. If not... I love Prob- Short Trooper. If not, probably that dude Vader. is so awesome. He he is. He's quite underrated. I have Short Trooper Gear Seven on all of my accounts. High geared. Ever since the first tournament came out, and he was the dude. That dude oh, has yeah. been an all star. And then Imperial Troopers were a thing, and he became even better. That dude is just a great tank in this game. Short Trooper can fill in any spot. The heals, the crit immunity, the his auto taunt. He's just amazing. Yep. So let me just I think that my I think my B accounts arena team is almost all Empire. Okay. What do you run? And uh I run Palp Lead with Vader, Thrawn. Uh yeah, it is all Empire. So I run and I love that team because of all the debuffs it puts out. And I think the main thing that makes it work is, I'll tell you in a second. So it's anyways, Palpatine, Vader, Thrawn, Grand Moff Tarkin, and Shore Trooper. So Grand Moff Tarkin, a great character. If you have Zetas on him, even better. Or so let's say you Zeta is unique, even better. But he puts out a bunch of debuffs. Pretty much everyone on that team besides Shore Trooper puts out debuffs. All those debuffs help because of Palpatine's lead. And then, um, you know, you got Shore Trooper in there as the tank. Also an Empire tune that gets all the benefits of Palpatine's lead. That team is great. So that yeah. would be my team. Uh, uh, you know, let me just say this. It's not something that I ever really had until I started leveling it up on my B account. Was a, a good Tarkin. But Tarkin, as yeah. a character after his rework, is amazing. He, Not only I, that, but he's a great capital ship leader as a secondary in Territory Wars. So if you put sure. Thrawn on the on defense, having a good Tarkin capital ship for your offense is going to help you out immensely. Not only that, mm-hmm. he's a great character in an Empire team. And, and obviously he's not used a lot under a Palpatine lead, but his second special that throws out two debuffs, I think it's two or maybe three debuffs per person, uh, can throw out a lot of turn meter on the team. 
So Well, yeah, and it'll give him 100% turn meter, and then he can turn around AoE and remove turn meter. I love mm-hmm. the turn meter reduction ability that he has. Also, something else about uh, Tarkin's ship is it's actually really good on defense, too, because of the way the specials work. Uh, you know, his TIE Fighter strike, you know, if he doesn't get to it in one match and still manages to win, he can come and put it in pretty early in the next match. So that can actually be pretty useful if you win that first battle as well. Yep, I agree. All right, what's this next question? Let me find one. Okay, so Chewbacca, here we go. Only because Kvoth, why do I always say Kvoth? Cable. That's the way I read it. Cable. Yeah, Cable or Quoth brought it up. <laughs> if you are stuck, abandoned on Jakku with no Raybay or Finn <laughs> to save you, no BB-8 in sight, and suddenly you cried out in pain and looked down at you see a blank embedded in your calf, would you rather it be a scorpion, a snake, or an engorged tick? That's very, very easy. So, we have scorpions, snakes, and ticks around here. I have experience with all three, and I would take a tick, and there is no question about it. I know Lyme disease is a concern. However, um, I've seen people got stung by scorpions where they miss, like, you know, whole chunks of their meat go bye-bye. And, uh, you know, let's be honest, I don't do snakes, period, end of discussion. Say okay, I'm with you. Snakes gone. Don't want snakes. <coughs> Don't even think about ticks. Never even really had any experience with them. Scorpions, people hate them or scared of them. They are wimps. All right. If I found a scorpion on my leg, I'd grab it and throw it across the desert and not even give a crap. They hurt. They're, they their poison can be bad for you. Get it out. It's really not a big deal. Arizona I don't know why there's not a professional sports team in this state named the Scorpions because there are so many of them. <laughs> we have Diamondbacks, you know. Ugh. I'm really hoping the AAF's uh, professional football team is called the Scorpions, but nice. that's for another podcast. <laughs> but teaser. But yes, yeah, teaser. But the uh, I I would I'm okay with Scorpions. I, I'm not afraid of them. They're easy to find. Just get a black light. There they are. They they Scorpions all the way. Ticks. Right. Yeah, ticks are just weird. They carry all kinds of crap. They're like mosquitoes. I don't want them on me. That's fair. All right. What's the next one? All right. So next question. A. Lewis. I've heard a lot lady, lady. I've heard a lot lately about a grievous rework. What would you expect slash like to see from that? Taking it a step further, if grievous is reworked, so might be Separatists and Galactic Republic. So like a Clone Wars rework. What would you expect want from there? Personally, Grievous gets a capital ship, Jango Fett, Anora Singh, and maybe Quinlan Voss. Let's start with um, Grievous. What would you think... What would you want from Grievous? I would want droid synergy. I think that's the big thing that's kind of missing in the game right now is we really need maybe something to bring all the droids together. Um, L3 was supposed to liberate them. Didn't quite do that in game. So I think Grievous could be the one who does that. And I totally agree. Capital ship would be absolutely great. 
I'm not sure how I feel about Grievous being the one that really brings Separatists together. It's possible, but I think... I don't know. Maybe. Um, I'm not the biggest Grievous fan like most people, so I don't feel emotionally invested into this question, I guess. So, why don't you tell me what you think? I think that they... He needs... Okay, so we a lot of times in rework we see little things added to basics and specials, and then their leader reworked, especially right. Yep. I think that uh, the biggest thing that Grievous could get is a rework to his special that would bring any droid you want to put in the team uh, to a better place. So. Whether that's stacking offense for for droids if they do X, like they crit or they land a debuff or this, or just some way for maybe them to gain turn meter and stacking offense or crit damage or something. Something that would give them a way to go more often and be more potent, I guess. If you didn't work any droids at all, if you did that to his leader ability, I think that would make him much better and make the stack of droids we have now put together even better. So let's say you had Grievous, L3, uh, BB-8, and maybe IG-88 and IG-86 or some of those more damage-dealing droids together in a team. I think that would really bring them together because then you have L3 taunting, you have... BB-8 throwing out his um, secret intel, along with, you know, if you have him Zated also being a taunt, um, you could get other things from the other two spots with that team. Uh, I just think that finding a way to make him better while making all droids together better would be great because early, early parts of this game had a droid meta forever. You could make a droid team that was really good for at least a year. And a lot of people did that, and that was their thing, and that was the thing that they loved, right? For example, Jin. I don't know if he listens to this, obviously not. He probably doesn't play the game anymore, but our guy Jin in our guild before he left, that was his main thing. He had IG-88 or IG-100 at Gear 9 when Gear 9 was the max and no one had him at 7-star. I mean, people loved the droids, but the droids have not been meta at all, or even really relevant since they were really good in Phase 2 of the Heroic AT, right? So I think that would be a good way to bring that whole team together and make them better and hopefully get a droid rework at some point in the future. But that's what I would want slash expect from Garevious is probably a better leader ability and maybe a little more offense or damage from him. Yeah. Just make him less of a limp noodle than he is now. So, uh, there's an interesting comment in chat from, Oh my God, I love bananas. Um, the droid (laughs) meta was only meta because of Jawas, which is a really good point because it really was Jawa engineer that made that team kind of ridiculous. So, but people ran them before 
not before Nibbit and was, Scavenger. It wasn't problematic nowhere near to the degree that it became after. It made them Giants better, but there was a lot of teams back in the day when Phasma was the lead or uh, Dooku or ben, Old Ben were the leads. They still had plenty of... Uh... So, okay, I can't remember off the top of my head. Were Omegas before or after the Jawas? Because once once HK-47 got his Omega leadership ability, they were meta. It didn't matter if the... I don't, I'm pretty yeah, sure the Jawas I, weren't there at that point. I don't remember. All the turn meter they gained from his leadership didn't matter what what droids were in there. Adding in a a heal slash revive from Jaw Engineer and then the taunt from Nebit made them even better. Okay, so made them more at the top of the meta than in like a fourth or fifth team in the meta. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's fair. I don't know. They right. always they always had a spot at that point. But it is a good point. Nebit and Nebit and Jawa Engineer popping out of nowhere showed that they liked the droid meta and they made it even better. And then it just disappeared. So I would expect it to return someday with some version of the current droids in there. But you have a lot of tank options now that you did not have when Nebit was introduced. For example, L3, Chopper, K2SO. And even BB-8 with his Zeta. Those are four people that can taunt that were not there when Nebit came in, which is what made Nebit so amazing for droids. That's true. Plus so, the the double assist that gives them turn meter under HK's lead is quite useful too. But uh, no. Why don't we jump to the next question? All right, so... <laughs> Mole Koba says, Treya counters for the people that don't have her yet. Woo, what a question. I think this is kind of what we were alluding to earlier in the night, so. Yep. So, countering Treya. So, I think the best counter to Treya is probably Treya, but the specific question asks for those who don't have her. So, we're going to talk about Teams that do not involve her. And I will tell you a team that still actually gives me some frustrations. And he certainly beats my team. Um, It's probably... It's a team you've probably never heard of. Prepare. That's that's a lie. Um, It is Commander (laughs) Luke Skywalker lead with R2-D2, Han Solo, Thrawn, and Old Ben with a Zeta. Uh, the team that he runs is fully Zetaed. It has all the Zetas that actually get used. The only one that's not on there is Thrawn's Leader, which you don't really need. And uh, that team just puts out so much damage. They can take somebody out. I mean, like, snap your fingers. You can have someone completely dead. Is this on offense against you? E- offense and defense. Oh, that's what I meant. When you're on offense, yes. Okay, and you know for a fact that that team beats you. Yes. Yep, it's somebody in my chat, and I've spoke with them several times about the team, and uh, okay. it does it does really well against Treya, uh, and it don't really seem to matter which leader ability is on Treya. That's the frustrating thing, 
And I think it mainly works because of Han Solo. He really just... I mean, if it's... Uh, what did I waste my Zeta on? Uh, Maul. If it's a Maul lead, <laughs> Han's not going to miss. And if it's Treya lead... Han can still crit because of the amount of crit chance that he has. I mean, he has pretty high crit chance anyway. He gets the extra 10%, but it's negated by 40%. So, I mean, he's st- there's a good chance he still has 30% crit chance. So, you may need to get up a little bit higher if you're doing uh, trying to take down a Trey lead, but I think you'll probably be fine. If you hit a crit or two, they're in serious trouble. It's crazy. So that team works really well, and another reason it works so well is because of that Zeta on Old Ben's unique. Whenever he retaunts, it's 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 frustrating. You only have so much taunt removal, and then you just kind of have to keep hitting them whenever it doesn't actually go away, or you know, whenever it technically reappears. It's very frustrating. It's a really good team, and it does a good job at countering her. Um. I think the other options are use Nest. Net Nest is a really good counter. Uh, she kind of creates it like if you have Nest and Darth Nihilus on the team, you can really put them in a position where it's very, very difficult to kill both of them because they both almost have to be annihilated. And that really extends out the length of the match and can cause some serious issues for Treya teams. So I want to talk about something that's more of an offense team and probably will not hold on defense. I know that if I saw it, I would destroy it with my team. But on offense, at least, the... Gosh, I wish I could think of who it was, which game changer came out with the video first. Um. Anyways... The, the Team Danger Zone, and oh, yeah. that would be CLS, Wedge, and Biggs. Um, I don't even know if the other two really matter. General Kenobi, R2, whoever it is. Um, no, Han. So Han, CLS, Wedge, and Biggs, and someone else. I can't remember who the fourth is. That team does really well against Treya on offense. Um that is one that I wanted to mention during the stock watch section of the podcast. That was the team that I was saying I would kind of mention them as a whole team. Uh, I haven't tried them myself. I just have this built into my head that I really want to figure out how to beat Treya teams with my current arena team, which is not working. So I might just throw in them to get me into the top 10 and then the next fight throw back in my Rex team. But uh, the team danger zone is definitely um, one you want to look out for. Uh, gosh, let me figure out who it was that came out with this video because it, it shouldn't be this hard to remember our cohorts in the game changer program. But let me let me find it. A quick Google search uh, should tell you, but. I'm looking on Discord. Mm-hmm. 
Anyway, you know, this is great I don't know. Radio. So why don't uh, <laughs> why don't we go? I, I want to mention exact same oh. with arbitrator or arbitrator that there are some Rex teams that are also very good against Trey. I don't know what the comp fully is with it, but it's not mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least okay, it's not mine at the current speeds and mods that I have on. I, I I need to try what Wink said with Nihilus filled in for Wampa or Thrawn in that team and see what happens. But uh, once I get him to gear 12, I'm definitely going to start trying that for sure. Uh, so. Zane in the live chat said uh, Arnold had the Danger Zone video. Uh, so you can go check out his channel if you want to check that out. Um, it wasn't, uh, th- see, I it wasn't that- Arnold that put out the first one. That's why I was trying to remember who it was. Gotcha. I think it was one of the European guys. But uh Well uh, you... Alaric Rawl. That's his name. Alaric Rawl. Okay. Um Yeah, so obviously check that out. Um as far as like strategic ideas rather than exact team comps for Treya, so part of the problem with Treya is the fact that she cleanses debuffs on Sith before they go. So stun and ability block are 100% worthless on them. Days can actually be useful because it keeps them from gaining turn meter and uh, I guess they don't really counter. So, so you know, keeps them from gaining turn meter, especially Darth Nihilus because when Darth Nihilus starts gaining turn meter, it can become very problematic. So days can be really useful. Turn meter reduction can be super useful. So, if you can get uh, Old Ben or Tarkin or somebody like that, or Nest or someone with a really good turn meter reduction ability, that can actually work really, really well against Treya because the longer you delay her isolation, Probably the better. The only problem is if you start stacking too many debuffs, you'll end up like I do whenever I use Vader, in which you're just stacking her offense to the sky and she mows you down like like a fly. It's very terrible. Or destroys <laughs> you like beagles destroy rats. But um, Han Solo, his counter is not really that useful unless you're like, Using it on Thrawn or something, somebody that's not a Sith, that's something to be very strategic about if you're still using Han. Never stun the Sith. Won't work. It does nothing. Uh, but like I said, turn meter reduction's really good. Um, fracture is obviously amazing because it completely keeps them from doing anything. Something that I, I need to find out if it, this is working as intended or not. If you isolate Treya, you obviously have to have another Treya to do this, yes. But if you isolate Treya, you would think her unique ability would be isolated to her, but it's not. She will still cleanse the debuffs from other Sith that are not isolated. I don't know if that's how the ability is intended to work with isolate, because, you know, it's isolate. They're supposed to be on an island, essentially, on their own. And, uh, you know, there's still some team synergies through her unique that seem to work. And 
you know, that's just something as of now, as long as that's the way it's working, that's something that you need to pay attention to and be conscious of if you are using Treya, because isolating her doesn't do a whole lot of good, but isolating like a Darth Nihilus seems to work pretty well, because whenever they're isolated, it does actually prevent the uh, debuffs from getting removed. So, it's very uh, interesting. All right, move on so we can try to get some through some more of these questions here. But Uncle Undercover Klingon says, without giving your personal guild strategy, what are your top three tips for winning territory wars? Good ships. Um, I mean, they're making ships difficult because not everyone's still got a hold of the grasp of ships 2.0. So I think if you can get an advantage in ships, if you have better starting lineups and can make it difficult on them, I think that is a pretty good way to go right now because not everyone has the hang of it. They don't know a good way to take them out. And while you you know, you know, kind of have more ships to use, you're still limited by the number of capital ships, so... Yeah, this is a tough one to answer. I, I mean, your personal guild strategies are always completely and totally different. So, yeah, ours I don't know. Um, regularly. Keep Wampa teams, keep nest, gear up your nest, even if you don't use it in arena to have a t- another day's team um, because there's yep. a lot of a lot of people set Palpatine on defense. You want to daze that team and get rid of it. Wampa teams, you want to daze teams and get rid of them. That includes Emperor Palpatine walls, which happen all the time. CLS walls that happen all the time because people won't use their CLS on offense, but they'll set them as a defense wall because they're they're a good defense team. If you can get, or you know, even anyone that can daze AOE, uh, Holdo if you have her, mm-hmm. um, Holdo does AOE days, right? She yeah. does, so yes. Anyone that AOE dazes, you want those teams for offense and use them specifically. I mean, even if they just throw up a Phoenix Wall on a, a younger, newer, a lower galactic power territory war, there's going to be a Phoenix team. So if you are able to use a nest that you just unlocked because there was a marquee event to daze that entire team to get rid of Hera or whoever on that team to make it easier for you. That is a good thing. Rex, Rex leads are another good thing to save that for was offense. That going to be one of mine. Love that one. Yeah. Rex leads are great for offense. Um, uh, I don't, I like putting first order with crew lead on defense. Mm-hmm. They do very well. I do not like Zeta Finn leads on defense. They do much better on offense, save them for offense. Um, if you put them on defense, they're just going to, even though they're great when you're controlling them, they're terrible when the AI controls them. So use them on offense. Um, I don't know. It really just comes down to personal guild, um, strategy and without, you know, telling everyone what ours is, those are some very generic things that we do. So there's that. Um, I have two more, uh, separate resistance um if you have all the resistance characters 
create two separate teams, one for defense, one for offense. RJT with BB-8, R2-D2, Holdo, and whoever else you can fit in there, Race Gab probably, works really well. And the reason you don't want to use Trooper on that team necessarily is because he can expose. And if you have that Finn lead Zeta, you can use him, Resistance Pilot, Resistance Trooper, Poe, you know, with that Finn lead, and you can have a really good team that can expose, get the expose train going and do some serious damage. So think about those as offense and defense teams. Another point that I love, and thank you for Mostef Isley for posting it in the chat, absolutely do not feed turn meter to teams unnecessarily. This means... Oh, yeah. If you go into a battle... It nasty. It does. If you go into a battle against, like, a CLS team, and you are getting smoked, if you can't... If you're not even dropping their protection or killing someone at the very least, like you should take someone out to make the team less effective. If you're not doing that, do not finish the match. You can force close the gap. You can retreat on your next turn. If you don't have a chance to retreat, you know, lock your phone and then get back to your app manager and close the app or whatever. But do not feed turn meter because it just makes it exponentially more difficult for the next team. And that just leads to more wins. You know, you want to try to take out a team in those first two battles. That way you get the bonus points on it. And if you don't do that, um, you know, after that point, it's a little bit different. But you still don't want to waste teams unnecessarily. So don't don't be feeding turn meter to two really good teams already. Just don't. You're going to watch a team go from one or two defenses to ten yeah. if you feed them turn meter. Yeah, for sure. Especially in the later rounds of the... Like, let's say you've you've defeated the whole front line or the top line, the first two and the two ships, and you're doing on the bottom line. You're running out of teams. If someone feeds a team turn meter that's already hard to defeat, they're going to eat your secondary teams alive and you do not want that so yep you said if they're not taking away the protection in my opinion if you're not taking out something on the team yeah. you probably don't want to keep it so yep. turn meter be be darned get rid of it you probably just want to drop it and let the next person try their best on it so for sure so uh real quick before we move on to the next question Oh my god, I love bananas. Put an interesting point in the chat, which I am totally going to try. I don't know if this works. Claims it works. And I am certainly going to test it at some point. But using Wampa against Phoenix, if you have a good geared Wampa, you know, the the Daze obviously does, can be very problematic to them. The, uh, The protection up, he can be very difficult to kill. And... He said he often 1v5s Phoenix teams using Wampa. So that's something I'm going to have to try. If anyone else tries it and it works, let me know. Because that's kind of an interesting idea. That is interesting. I am always afraid to waste... Like, Wampa is such a important offensive character in Territory Wars. It's hard for me to want to 
try that since I personally don't know it works. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I'd be afraid to throw that in there to see if it works. Like I totally believe that it 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 might for him. I'm just afraid that if I did it, I would waste my wampa and be screwed. You know what we could do? But uh, we we have accounts where we can test these things. Like I could throw in a <laughs> Phoenix team, and then you could see if you could one v five it with wampa. The problem is your Phoenix team is completely and utterly maxed. So <laughs> that that wouldn't why be sixty it, no, to seventy k. But that's why it would be a good test if you can if you can beat that team. Then if you, you can, can beat that team with one v five, that would be yeah. That's there's a reason I love my Wampa so much. Where's the camera? There he is. Oh, there he is. <laughs> you and the Wampa. So, anyways, all right. Next question. Um, next question, and I love this question. Because I think about this every time a new character comes out. Tesh, our lord of trivia. Are we destined to have essay length abilities from here on till the game dies? Or do you think the prepared stuff was a one-time thing? Do kits need to be super complicated to be competitive? The best kits in the game are pretty simple in my opinion. Um... I think a lot of these super complicated kits, they're so complicated that it's hard to optimize them, even for you or the AI. But, I mean, when you have pretty simple... I mean, like, like say, Commander Luke Skywalker. His kit is... There's a lot to it, but it's pretty simple and straightforward. There's not a lot of if this, then this, then this, if this... You, you know, there's not a lot of if-then statements. It's pretty straightforward. So like him, Han, they they have very straightforward kits. So does BB-8. RJT gets a little bit more complicated, but then you get to the new Rebels, and it gets very complicated. And yeah, I don't think kits need to be super complicated. I think simplicity with good, well-built abilities and stuff that is unique. I think this is why Trey is so good. The one thing she does that is ridiculous is she removes buffs from Sith allies at the beginning. It's very simple. It's a Zeta, but it's very simple. It's not overly worded, but it is it is unbelievably annoying to face. So, yeah, I'm going to say no. They don't need to be super com- complicated to be competitive. Um, I don't think they have to be. I think that uh, the way... It works. I think the way things have gone recently is that they do end up that way. Um, the biggest problem I have with most character kits recently is this. Stacking buffs. Every stacking buff, if you want to know where your stacks are at, you have to keep physically or mentally keep track of the number in your head. There's no indication at all in the game where you're at that's true and this is the case it's been it's very true whatever you're gonna say go ahead and say it so it's uh, how often is this really like an issue so like darth treya like you either have a lot you've either put down a lot of debuffs to where you're like okay she's about to clean house or you haven't, and you're not really that afraid of her saber storm. But then, like, um, Asajj, for example, 
I mean, it always increases by the same amount. So if you know the starting amount and know what you're hitting at, you can do some pretty quick rough math and figure out about where you're at. Uh, No freaking way. You're not doing that math in your head at a 4x speed as you're trying to complete a raid. There's no way you're doing that math in your head. Why? Okay, so my Asaj... Why? Because no, you're not. Hold There's on. There's no way. My Asaj, there has to be some kind of my Asaj does no of where you're at it. with this. What, why? How is that helpful anyway? Because, why? okay, so why do we put how many dots there are on top of a character? Because there needs to be some kind of indication of where you're at. If you're stacking something, I want to know what I'm stacking. I want to know where I'm at with that stack. There... Literally, you go for 40 minutes in a raid, you don't know where your character's at with a stacking ability. You're not paying attention to the damage they're doing? You are not... Okay, great. Okay, I think he has 10 stacks. That's a guess. You do not know. Why do you need to know, I'm saying... Because there are benefits of knowing. If you know where you're at, you know what you want, you know where to go from there, there are... Okay... So if you want to min-max from that point, you want to know how many stacks you have. That is the way that high-end... You're adding all these characters with all these stacking abilities. People want to know how many stacks you have. That's the way it goes. That's the way it's always going with any game where you want to min-max a character. I want to know how many stacks of a stacking thing that I have on a character. I mean... Would I prefer to have these kits are getting so these kits are getting so convoluted that they're getting abilities where you do not see what's happening with them. Half of the new characters that have come out have stacking abilities. You do not know what their stacks are. You don't know if their stacks are buffed or uh, bugged because you don't see the stacks. You never know if these characters are doing what they're supposed to do. For example, Sabine, for the longest time, had a bug because her armor shred did not stack. But nobody knew that. Everyone thought she worked the way she worked because no one knew if it was stacking or not. Stacking buffs and debuffs need an indicator because you need to know that it's actually happening. Whether or not you see the damage increasing doesn't matter because I'm not doing that math in my head because I expect the game to do it for me. If I see the number increasing, I know that that number in the maths of the code is doing what it's supposed to do. At that point, I know it's working. But if I see armor shred, say one, and then I do an armor shred and it doesn't go to two, I know that it's broken. If I see nothing and I do two armor shreds and nothing happens, I think it's working, but I don't know that it's not working. You know what I'm saying? That's why I think that it needs to be shown. That uh, is why these convoluted, long, super in-depth kits that look awesome and are awesome are great, but you cannot... I, I I am not a trusting person. I want to know that it's actually working. That's what I'm saying. Okay. If you don't want to see it there, that is totally no, fine. But I never said I didn't want, want to, to see it. I am fine with seeing it, and I would prefer to see it. However, I don't think it's a huge issue, because I think a lot of times you can get a pretty good idea of how many stacks there are based on the amount of damage you're doing, because generally when you have a character done, you know what kind of damage they do in the beginning, and you see what kind of damage they do as you're going along. For example, with Asajj and Wampa, you can get a decent idea. Armor Shred, I 100% agree. We have no idea. We kind of have to guess, because no one entirely knows how 
how much, you know, defense gets affected and how much, like, that. that is a whole lot going on because it's lowering defense, but it's still factoring in the defense that it has plus the defense penetration, and then it goes to the damage numbers. There's a lot going on versus just a stacking increase in number of offense like many other characters have. I agree I'd prefer to see the stack, but I don't find it to be a huge issue. However... I will grant you this. I would absolutely love to see how many sacks Treya has on her. That way I can see if I need to try to remove her turn meter or something along those lines to keep her from just, you know, saying be gone. I can make a guess in my head based on how many furious foes I have done on Wampa. Whether or not my next attack is going to fully kill a rebel or not. Ba- if I know how many stacks they have on he has on him, based on the dots and what he has on him, if I have to guess in my head, I'm going to do furious foe every time, even if I don't kill that person that time, only because I don't know that it's going to kill them. Yeah, because if I don't kill them and suddenly the game is over because I did not kill them, that's a problem for me. I want to know when I have these stacks. That's all I'm saying. It, it's. If you're going if you're going to continue to do stacking everything in this game on new characters, you need to know when things have stacked. That's all I'm saying and because there are so many abilities now with stacking things on them. Yep. With no way to know what's stacked yet, there has to be a way to know what's stacked. All right, so That's all I'm how saying. would you like this? So you know how they have the blue indicator for prepared? What if, say, Wampa, Treya, Asajj, I'll use them as examples because they do have the stacking offense. If they had a little blue dill on them with a little offense symbol, just like regular offense up or offense down or whatever, except it's blue, has a number up there just like dots do, and you can click on it, hold it, it'll tell you what the stacking percentage is, 40 for Wampa, uh, 5% for a or 15% for Asajj and 12% for Treya. And you can see the actual number of stacks there. Seems fairly simple, straightforward, easy way to get the information. I mean, are you, you down with doing that? That is exactly what I want. Okay. Exactly. Because I, while it does not say the numbers or percentage or any of that stuff, if it has how many times I've stacked something on it, then I can do the maths myself, whether... I write it down and actually do it. Excuse me. Whoa. Grief. <laughs> <laughs> or I put it, or I do it in my head, you know, and just kind of average it out or whatever. Yeah. That is much more helpful than thinking to myself, okay, I think Wampa has Furious Foe three times. So that's how much offense? You know, I, I want to know where I'm at, basically. And since a lot of abilities... And okay, I'm don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't like stacking abilities. I think stacking abilities have added a lot to this game, with Wampa, Asajj, all, most new characters. Uh, almost every new character has stacking something on them, but there's no way to track that. There's like no visual indicator to stack or to track stacking things well there there just needs to be something to show and they kind of do this with l3 that special ability that she has so you know how it 
increases yeah. on there. Kind of oh, yeah, I know you? what you're talking about. Her mark, I mean, two, mark three, mark yes. four. That's, I mean, that's kind of what that is, is a stacking buff of sorts that is kind of indicated on there. Your internet is terrible tonight. Well, that's okay. The podcast people are going to hear it. So why don't you go ahead and read off this All right, next you're back. <laughs> you're back. All right. That was a fun one. Thanks, Tash. <laughs> people love it when me and Wink go back and forth. All right, here we go. There are already a lot of nameless characters in the game like Cup and Resistance Trooper and a lot of possibilities for more nameless characters to be added from the Star Wars universe. What are some you'd like to see? Example, Weequay Skiffguard. This is easy for me. I want Praetorian Guard. That That's it. That's what oh, I want for 2018 is, is a Praetorian Guard. That is a, that's a good one. Um, I don't know, man. This is it's an interesting question. There's, the Star Wars world is so vast. And the only characters that right now in my head I can think of immediately that I want are not non-named characters. So I, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's a lot more unnamed characters in the game already, like the ATT driver. You have, uh, like some various pirates. Scout, okay, scout. Here we go. Scout trooper. Seriously, make him a playable character. There we go. Put him in the Imperial troopers. Imperial troopers haven't had something new for a while. Maybe having something new for Imperial troopers would be a lot of fun. So, scout trooper. Let's go with that. Ooh, what do you think? Here, here's another one I want. Uh, TIE Interceptor Pilot. <laughs> There's a lot of... You know what? Throw a lot of pilots in and then <laughs> add their ships. Let's just go with that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Y-Wing Pilot. <laughs> just, just make it real specific <laughs> and then add their ships. Uh, I love it. Exactly. Range Trooper from Solo, said Mo Steph Isley. Range Trooper would be awesome. So would uh, yep. Mud Trooper. Yeah. I'd be totally down with Mud either Trooper of those two. Mud Trooper looks super awesome. Dude, that's it. you saw Solo, right? Yes, I did. Oh, dude, that scene when you're introduced to Beckett, when he's slinging around his rifles yeah. with the Mud Troopers. Oh, God, I love it. Yep. It's amazing. Indeed. All so. right, next question. All right. Where am I? Oh, here. Oh my God, I love bananas. Asks, how do you feel about bananas? I'm pro banana. Um, we used to have always have bananas in this house, but at some point the triplets decided they didn't want to eat bananas. So we now we never have bananas. But bananas as a whole, I enjoy. So there's that. I really like the. Well, it's not the next question. Molly's is the next question. What character in your roster do you look at and think, this guy used to be so good? I have an answer for that, and I've talked about it And when we talk about Arena. And it's not a him, it's a he. Or, it's not a him, it's a he. Wow. It's not a him, it's a she. Who is it? Phasma. Ah, yes, she did. Oh, Phasma was so good in the early arena. Oh, I love Phasma. Yep. Uh, 
uh, scavenger race another one. Um, a first one I thought was oh oh I got another one. So another one I thought was Barris. So Barris used to be like when I first started playing this game, she was ridiculous. And then she got nerfed, and then she ended up being good again. And now she's, you know, she's she's okay. But she she was one of the okay, few so like true nerfs in this game. Her and Grandmaster Yoda. Yeah, that's another one. That used to be great. Um, mine. No, I was gonna say was Geonosian Soldier. That Ooh, guy used to be. That is a. Good one. Like God. A, an arena badass be for the longest time. Best attacker in the game for sure. Uh, oh man, I, I okay. Yeah, I remember listening to God. What was the name of that podcast? It only lasted about twenty episodes, but it it it, it died. And then I thought, you know what? They really need another podcast, and that's when I started talking about ours, us starting ours. But the, oh, there was another podcast. I didn't know that uh, gosh i can't remember the name of it but there was another podcast i used to listen to um and i remember listening to their podcast talking just about how op geonosian soldier was back in the day yeah like they were just in love with that character um it was crazy a few of them from chat from ace Tui, geonosian soldier lando lumi and grandmaster yoda uh arbitrary our arbitrator uh, butchering that says Dooku, which is an excellent one. Um, and then Ace Two, he had another one, Darth Sidious. Darth Sidious used to be like the ultimate leader in a oh, he was a jerk. Oh my god, yeah, total jerk. Yep. All right, next question. Where are we at? Let's see. Uh... Okay, so let's do a couple more questions and then we'll get into trivia. This is my favorite question. Give three reasons the Lions will dominate the Packers this year. <laughs> oh, because their secondary is terrible. Because their the Packers' line is terrible? Did they draft a halfback this year? No. Because their halfbacks are terrible. I'm there sitting here know. trying to think of one reason. The and I can only R- think that of, the Packers might do well. I, I didn't we go five and one in the division last year? Oh, interesting. Oh, the the Vikings were amazing. Well, guess what? All we right. dominated the whole division. Right here, right now. Wager. Who has the better record? Wanna make a wager? Okay. I'm completely on board with this spontaneity for a wager right now. All right. The Packers will have a better season and record than the Lions. That's a tall order, my friend. That's that's not a tall order. I should be more bold. (laughs) Oh, it completely is. The Packers will finish two games up on the Lions in the NFL. Two games. That's your you, that's your belief. Oh, I feel pretty confident about it. Oh, Chewbacca. Yuck. Uh, Chewbacca's All right. well, drastically anyways, climbing um, my friends list. 
Yeah. Fallen or stock dropping. Well, go. Let's go back to the stock watch on uh, for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll come up with a wager I, I, and uh, yeah. All right. Well, that bet I will take it, and we'll figure okay. out the the ends of that bet. All right, deal. So, all right. Uh, do we want to do any more, or do we want to save the rest for next week? Let's save the rest for next week. I've already locked it because we've got a lot left to go. So Indeed. All right. Well, I am going to go ahead and play this then. You play that music. I will be right back. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the Force be with you. This is my favorite part. I am so excited about the new trivia music. It is the absolute best. Oh, like it's amazing, right? I, I seriously remember when they first brought out ships. I would literally go to the ship cantina, just turn on the music on the phone, and just let it go. It's so good. All right, so Goodnight Punk is away, so I have free reign at the moment to kind of ramble off about whatever I want to talk about. And uh, I know the Swoga podcast, but I kind of want to talk about how awful the lines are going to be. I mean, no running back. I mean, like, is Matt Patricia really going to fix that defense? I mean, that that defense might as well be in Wisconsin because of all the holes in it. You know, it's basically Swiss cheese. It's, it's terrible. Um, and I'm not sure he's going to be able to rectify that. So, yeah. Um... I'm really looking forward to Aaron Rodgers winning the NFL MVP again, though. That's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, you know, I mean, Jimmy Graham, what, 10 touchdowns probably? Come on, it's going to be great. Very excited about my fantasy football team, too, in which, you know, I have Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback. Of course, why wouldn't I? Welcome back. Football time with Wink is now to over. Br- <laughs> I'm back to bring you back to planet Earth. <laughs> And whatever alternate reality you think you're living in can end now. Uh, so, right. here we are. All right, let's get Carry into... Carry on Johnson is going to run all over the Packers. Good luck with that. Actually, I got to go again. One second. <laughs> this guy's crazy. Uh, I got no idea what he's talking about. He went to get some lion's crap or something, I'm guessing. So... Um, I guess I should get the whiteboard out. So for trivia, this is the final episode of trivia for this season. And the score is uh, 18 to 19. I am up by one. So loser will be owing another punishment. I believe Goodnight Punk currently owes two. I owe one. So I'm sure you can be looking forward to that in the very near future. This month, we will be getting in a punishment or two. That is our goal. So, uh, so 
I am so far behind the eight ball that I thought this was episode one of a new season of trivia. Apparently I'm down by one, but that's okay. Because the comeback starts now. So There will be no comeback. Oh. You you drive me crazy with your pride and and total belief in yourself. Whatever. Oh, I I love the trivia I love the trivia layout because it shows your awesome Slave One Lego set. Ooh, nice. It's beautiful, isn't it? I love it. We don't usually get the widescreen on Wink with the beautiful Slave One Lego set. I've done all this work there it is. to make the office look nice for you guys, and you don't even get to see it. Thanks a lot, punk. And, and half the time you're cut off to just your face. So you can see all the big giant mess behind me on my the desk behind me. Whatever. Yeah. All right, so I got the trivia up. Hit me with question one. All right. Question one. Actually, I should I should get a piece of paper out to write this. I so last time I did trivia. Well, I guess the last time I did trivia was with you, and the time before that I got annihilated by Nukin. You got nuked. We'll see what happens this time. Yeah, I got nuked by Nukin. I'm not talking about that guy in Houston either. all right here we go first question where is this thing all right first question oh by the way this is listener questions to go along with our qa so let's let's do it this way awesome it says up to up to three points thanks darth molly our good friend darth molly all right name the three characters with no faction tags Interesting. Three characters with no faction tags. Interesting. Hmm. That's rough, man. (laughs) Uh... Chewbacca's uh, comment in the uh, live chat. I am going to have to take a picture of that and share because that is that is super funny. <laughs> Light side and dark side does not count as a faction. By the way, I did not hear the fart sound. You are totally. Oh shoot! Oh, you're killing me. All right, there we go. I there it is. The timer. Okay. All right. Uh. I think I know one. I know for a fact I know one. I know for Other a fact that, you know, know one, nothing. and I just thought of another one that is the same one that you thought of. You don't know nothing. Whatever. You know nothing. Uh. Great. Now you're going to get a point on me because I said that. <laughs> Why do I always do this to myself? I, I actually thought of it before you said that. So, like, the moment before you said it, it came into my head. Uh, Bananas, this is not easy unless you say it in chat and I write it down. Do not say it in chat so he can write <laughs> it down. Good grief. Oh, cheater. I, do, I don't want to lose. 
I'm tired of losing. All right. Um. Ugh, yuck. God, this is really tough. Um. No faction tags at all. That is. Nope. That is. She has a faction. Who? Uh. Mm. Uh, Wink has frozen. I get all the time in the world. And he can't hear me. Everybody give me the answers. I, I can hear you. Oh, he's coming back. I think he's coming back. Shh, I did not say that. I, I, I could hear you. I could hear you. Hear me what? My internet sucks. So stupid. you are so grainy. It's it's. This is stupid. All right, you're back. You're back to normal. Okay, yay. Have the two minutes passed? Yes. Well, no. It, it's about up. There it is. Okay. What do you got? I have one cup, one wampa. Oh, Cup is in the uh, Galactic Republic. Really? I believe so. Wampa is what I had. What? Cup? Ace 2 had Cup, Wampa, Ugnaught. Cup is Republic? Right. Really? I'm pretty sure he's Galactic Republic. Or she's Galactic. Whatever she he, she is. Whatever they identify as, they are Galactic Republic. Ooh, most deaths with visas. That one makes sense. All right, so I have Wampa. I think we're both going to get one point here. Okay. Wampa, Visas, Mar, and Ugnaught. Wow. Wow, that is difficult. I I never would have guessed uh, Visas. No way. Crazy. It makes sense, though. Yeah, no, it, it, makes, it makes sense. sense. Never would have thought of it, though. That's crazy that that, well, I, that new of a character with no faction. Uh, then again, I guess Wampa's not that old either. Interesting. Well, Wampa is the same way, right? Yeah. So interesting. All right. All right. Question two. Question two, up to three points. Which is more common? Characters that cleanse all debuffs on all allies, regardless of faction, or characters with an ability that can revive others, regardless of faction? One point. Name all the characters in either group for an additional two points. Okay. I like how it says all because I'm sure that I can't think of all, but I can think of some. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can think of some, but... Ugh. All right, Wink's gone again. He is frozen. Give me answers. You know what's crazy is I hear you through all of this. Oh, I think he's coming back. Cancel that order. And he can't He can't hear me. I don't know what's going on. This is insane. Um, can you hear me, punk? Say that again, Wink. Hit. Hit. Can you hear me? I can hear you. All right. I could hear you. I mean, I can hear you. I could can hear you. you. Hear me? Yeah, I hear everything. No glitch, no anything. <laughs> no All idea right. what's going on. Holy smokes, this is tough. 
I've got two for each side and that's it. And I know I'm missing some super obvious things. Um, I have an answer and I don't think I'm covering all bases on this. And I don't think I'm right, so I, that helps too. All right. I got my answers. What's your answer? I put Daka and Ewok Elder, and then I had General Kenobi and Rex, but I put that there are more healers. Healers meaning cleansers or... Rev sorry, revivers. Okay, yeah, I put cleansers as well. The answers for cleanser. What were the two cleansers you had? Kenobi and Rex. Okay, so I missed Kenobi. I also put cleansers, and I had uh, had Rex, Akbar, and Churrit. Uh, I didn't think it's Kenobi. Dang. All right, so uh, let's see. The answer is, it's a tie. AOE cleansers are Akbar, Churrit, Kenobi, Lobot, and uh, huh. Ewok Elder. And uh, Revive is Captain Han, Ewok Elder, who apparently plays both sides, Hera, Old Daka, and Visa Smar. <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me because Jin also has a Revive. Yeah, but it's uh, Rebels only. Ewoks aren't rebels. What? Old Daka's not a rebel. Uh, what? Visa's Mars not a rebel. Yeah, no, I don't understand what that has to do with anything. General Kenobi, your answer, one of your answers was not a rebel. You said Jin. Jin can only revive rebels. She can't revive. But she revives. But she doesn't revive anyone from any faction, which was the question. No, no, no. It says, can revive others regardless of faction. Yeah, regardless of faction. Ah, okay. Fine. I'll accept your answer. <laughs> uh, so that one was... Even oh, that's why... Well, there... If we read the note, the note says, there are plenty more that cleanse revives specific factions or characters. There you go. But the answer is, it's a tie. Does that mean we both get a point or we both get no point? It doesn't really matter because yeah, we'll still be tied. Yeah, so no, there's it that. doesn't matter. So we'll just leave the score at Wink 20, Goodnight Punk 19 as we move into... Question three. Question three. Ezra can call attacker allies for a guaranteed crit. Name four Jedi that are attackers. Buffer equals one. Oh, okay, so if I guess five and... Two are wrong, I lose a point? I don't know. Okay. I don't I haven't heard a fart sound for the last two questions. Well it's because I keep forgetting. <laughs> you it's made that sounder obvious. and you never use it. I know, I just I forget. I'm sorry. Um, oh, what's her name? So, uh, repeat the question one more time just so I'm clear on uh, exactly. 
exactly what it wants. Ezra can call an attacker ally for a guaranteed crit. Name four Jedi that are attackers. Okay. Interesting. I feel like most... I assume it means other than Ezra. I am not assuming that. But, um, <laughs> most of the Jedi I th- I'm thinking of are support. Frustratingly right? enough. That's where I'm at. Hey, is there a negative points for getting it wrong on this one? There's a buffer of one. Ooh, okay. So there's up to four, but if you... M- I don't know how this works. There's okay. a buffer of one. All right, so there's a buffer of one. So you can get one wrong without it docking you. Jeez, uh, this is... Fifteen seconds. Oh, yeah! I got, this is freaking rough. I got my answers, but I have no idea how I'm gonna do. All right, what do you got? I have Anakin, Ayala, Kit Fisto, and Ahsoka. I have Ayla, Ezra, Jedi Knight, Anakin, Ahsoka, and Grandmaster Yoda. I had Kit Fisto, and I erased it. Grandmaster Yoda has four abilities. There's no way he's an attacker. What is the answer? If Ezra is a... Ezra can't call himself. This this question makes no sense. It never said right. he can call himself. Uh, I know it didn't say that, but... Why would that first part of the question even matter then? Because right, next part. Because when he calls an attacker, it's a crit. Ezra can't call himself, so it doesn't matter. It it never so it never it, said that 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 was a requirement. Then why is that first part on the question? I just told Answer. You. It doesn't matter. That's that set up the question. All right. Next, the answer is Ahsoka, Ezra, Anakin, Kitfisto. I got three out of four. What did you get? I had Ezra, Ahsoka, Jedi Knight. Says Ayala is called a versatile attacker, but is tagged as a support. Well, I got Ezra, Ahsoka, Jedi Knight, Anakin. You got you got which ones? Ezra, Jedi Knight, Anakin, and Ahsoka. So we had the same answer, basically. Only somehow Ezra counted and you got the point for that. But I also lose one because I had five answers. So I actually only get two points. Does that mean I tied you on this question? I think so. Did you only have four answers? I had four answers and Kit or Ayala was wrong. Okay. okay. Then yes, we are tied at 22 as we go into... Question four. All right, question four. Which tune under which circumstances 
battle mode, leader, etc. can inflict the most total debuffs against all enemies. Duplicates count. This seems like a question we get all the time. Huh. I don't even need that. I have my answer. Uh, repeat the question one more time. Which tune, under which circumstances, battle mode, leader, etc., can inflict the most total debuffs against all enemies? Duplicates count. Okay, I have got my answer. Alright, what's your answer? Darth Vader under IG-88 lead. Alright, I have Cassian under a Jin lead. Ooh. That's a good answer. Alright, what do we got? It says HK-47, one point. Speed, offense down, defense down, dot, ability block, under IG-88 lead, plus one dot. In phase three of Heroic AT, there's a lot of stuff going on here. You didn't have HK-47, so screw that one. This would require insane RNG, though. The most terrible answer, the most reliable also an answer would be Darth Vader, dot times three, speed down. One point. Under IG-88 lead, plus one for another dot. You said under IG-88, right? Yes, I did. Well... It also says in phase three of a heroic AT. One point. Sure. <laughs> so there's two points for you. So it's a point for each part? You get two points. I will take them. I'm sure you will. All right. Oh. Question number five. All right, question five. Question five. Worth lots of points. Thanks, boring donkey. All right, here we go. Uh -oh. How well do you know each other's rosters? This this will be fun. Oh, I forgot about this hint. It says, GMP answer for wink and vice versa. What gear level does the other co-host have for these tunes at? Two points for exact, one within one gear level as of the 12th of June. All right, here we go. 
Okay. I'm going to go one by one. We'll write our answer, and then we'll move to the next one. So you tell me when you're ready, all right? All right. Ready. Mother Talzin. Tell me when you're ready. I'm ready. Baze Malbus. Okay. Infus Nest. That's not even fair. I like that one. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> Amelin Holdo. Socatano Fulcrum This is going to be interesting <laughs> I, I really like this question to be honest <laughs> Although some of Some of them are more, much more obvious to You than they are to me Only one so far all right, so you ready for the next one? Yep. Colonel Stark. Okay. And the last one is Darth Treya. Mm-hmm. I think I know that one. Could we... I mean, like, honestly. That should be a give me on both sides. Seriously. You know I don't have her unlocked, and I know you do, and use her in Arena, so, like, come on. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's a give me on both sides. All right, anyways. Okay. Ready? All right, here we go. All right. Here, I'm going to show my answers just so people will know that I am not cheating. I'll throw mine up on the screen if people want to see them. All right. Proof of the pudding. All right, here we go. So it's two points for exact gear level, one point if you're within one, one. gear level, either direction, and zero points if you're more than that. All right, so... Talzin, what did you have for me? Gear nine. I ever I, at that point I had her gear eight, so you get one point. Okay. I I put gear eleven, which is what you had, so I get two points. Yeah, that's another one I thought was going to be pretty easy for you. <laughs> I was one off on this one. So Bays, gear ten. You get one point, because I have him at gear 11. I kind of thought you had him at 11, but I wasn't 100% for sure. Dude, I had him at gear 11 at 
three I, star in the arena. I thought you did, but ah, I chickened out on that answer. What'd you have for me? Five. I had you at gear five because I didn't think you used had him <laughs> anywhere near usable. Let me guess, he's gear so seven. Yep. All right, nest. Gear 12, I'm pretty certain I'm going to get two on this one. Oh, you absolutely are going to get two on this one. And since you don't use him, I had to completely <laughs> randomly guess. And uh, I guessed gear three, and he was at gear eight. So there you go, free points. <laughs> so you already have four to my two. Fan-freaking-tastic. All right, Holdo. I put gear seven. My Holdo is gear one. Oh, crap. Wow, really? For your Holdo, I put... For your Holdo, I put gear 11, and I was right. Yeah, because I was using her in Arena. That was a gimme. Yep, that's the only gimme that I got. Mother Towson was a gimme for you. Okay, yeah, that's true. Well, right. I didn't know if it was 10 or 11, but I guess 11, because why would you... You would want her at the highest you could get. Yeah. All right. All right. ATF, I had gear uh, eight. Which would also be gear 12, so I... Gear eight, I have gear nine, so you got one point. Okay. Your gear... Your ATF, I put gear nine, which you had seven, which means yes. nothing. Uh, what do you mean, yes? You've already won at this point, so it doesn't matter. No, not true. All right, for Stark, I had gear uh, yes, 11. Yes, true. I uh, gear 10. Okay, so plus one. So you got that one. Uh, I put gear 10. You have gear 10 for Stark. Nice. And for Treya. I think she's at gear zero for you. Oh, oh imagine that. For you, I put gear 11. So there's two points. <laughs> All right. So the total points I got, uh, I got eight total points. And so did I. It's funny is through all that garbage, I still managed to get eight the same amount as you guessing. Wow. Complete and utter guesses. I, oh, well, hold, hold on. Mother Towson. Holdo and Treya. You had three gimmies. The only gimmies I had were Nest, Treya. Those were the only two gimmies. You had more gimmies than I had. Towson isn't a gimme. You got a gear 10. Whatever. That, that should be a gimme. The only reason I know Towson is because you use her in the Heroic Sith Ray. Yeah. They, they have to be... You, your internet needs to stop being so much garbage right now. It's terrible, isn't it? That's, it's frustrating. All right, so <laughs> I don't know if you guys can see it, but the score at the end of this season is 32 to 30 with Wink on top, assuming no correction. I don't think there'll be a correction. I think you won, and I'm not going to be salty about it. Wow. They, they, I loved... I liked that question. It was that was actually a really fun question. I so. I completely agree. Um, 
Uh, I would. You definitely. did win. You made a good point about me getting a lot of gimmies. I may have fought it just because, but I did get some gimmies on you too. So, well fought. Me and you have a. I, 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 we need to write down like total record in trivia because I think it's probably like five to seven or five to eight, something like that. Yeah. My record, five and eight, something like that. So, well, that was fun, and I agree. I like that question a lot. Maybe we'll see more of those in the future. For sure. Well, there's a lot of QA episodes to come in the future. Um, it's fun to make fun of each other. Uh, Wink's worst Zeta, Maul. Wow. Wow. No, no, no. Wink's worst Zeta, Phasma. Ooh, that's, that is close. Is that right? Did I get it right? uh, Probably, because Maul will actually create another Territory War team. So yeah, it's probably Phasma, then Maul. (laughs) Mine? Yours is okay, easily I don't even know. Hera. That's not close. It goes... Yeah, only because I don't have the team to go around her. I, I, I do now at this point regret fives very much so. The thing was not worth it at all at this point, so... Yep. Cool. All right, well... Uh, all right. That wraps well, it up for episode reunion. 102. The reunion of Wink and Goodnight Punk has lasted three hours. I hope you enjoyed it. It was not a, you know, we had fun. There was nothing happening this week, and we still managed to talk for three hours. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you made it this far, uh, listening to the whole thing, awesome. If you skip through to listen to trivia because you like it, we're glad you're here. It doesn't matter what you do where you wind up inside of the audio of this podcast. We appreciate you listening to any and all that you do. So thank you for listening. We will catch you next week. Uh, I assume guests, we're going to have a lot of talk to about lock to talk about. We have more Q and a questions to talk about Definitely. all kinds of stuff. So no matter what happens, we'll probably end up talking for three hours anyway, because that's what we do. So anyways, Thank you for listening. Um, Wink, you have anything to say here before I say let's go? Um, later. Later. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the force be with you.